this is going to be... Oh, it's not actually technically the last show of the year. Because I was getting ready to say it's the last show of the year, but we are going to have a show on literally the New Year's Eve, which is still legally the same year as this. But the point is, we are not going to be having the Two Perception show next week on account of the being Christmas Eve. Uh, just because we have it on Mondays, because that is what works schedule-wise for everyone. And apparently Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve end up on the same weekday, which is something I never really realized until it was inconvenient for me. So apparently I managed to get through 28 years of that not mattering before it became a problem. But if I recall from last week, and let's see when the plans have changed, are we all still good to do stuff on the 31st? Oh, yeah. Because I know we are literally all... Eastern time, so we wrap this up at like 8. I mean, probably not even doing New Year's Eve stuff before 8 anyway, I'd imagine. Cool people who do things on New Year's Eve, like have a life and parties and stuff. We have a party. They're we, all here. Yeah. This I mean, is categorically a best party. You're in the fridge right now. That is the thing that we do. So, just wanted to throw that out there again, just so everyone knows that uh, if you're confused as to where everyone has disappeared to next Monday, Go locate your family or friends and do Krimbus stuff. Yeah, because... if you're looking for us a week from now, maybe you need to <laughs> think introspectively and, and, and reevaluate life. It's Christmas I mean, Eve, bro. I mean, I would, I'll be here. I it's would not, totally not be trying to do a show. <laughs> so I guess that's just me. Anyway, let's get into the business here. Last week, okay, we had a yeah. kind of a short episode, which actually didn't end up being that short. It was only an hour shorter than usual because we had some serious high quality technical issues which i would like to believe was enough technical issues to draw from our regularly scheduled technical issues that we would normally have this week so that we won't have any this week and we can just do it showing on something breaking at some point in the first hour <laughs> because uh this works this works i've checked everything that could possibly be wrong you say that now so we should be good <laughs> do you even have any wood in your room keyboard trays would. I mean, it's the thing that comes in Walmart flat pack furniture that passes for, I believe, legally wood. It's like a <laughs> particle board-esque creation that was once wood. Regardless. Yeah, this was a tree at some point, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Last week on the Two Perception show on the War for the Crown, we dealt with Dame Crab's spooky murder hedge that apparently just seems to go really relatively unnoticed for a few months in, your, in her backyard, as at least several of her gardeners died in there. Which is kind of surprising, but it's not super mega surprising. Because if there's anything we've really learned about the Marat County nobles, it's that they don't seem to take even the smallest amount of interest or consideration into the lives of the local commoners. And even though Dame Parthena Crab seems to be better than most, the fact that like three or four of her gardeners just up and died in a hedge and she never noticed <laughs> is, well, just another point towards everybody in Marat kind of sucks, I and guess. Considering the setting, it can't be that uncommon for people to occasionally disappear. And there is, that is also true. This is... A backwoods county with no standing militia and basically no guards even. There's hardly even guards in Lothiar itself. 
The only real force of guards seems to be the ones directly on Count Bartleby's payroll, which are most of the time guarding his actual palace, rather than, you know, the city where all the poor people live. So it's not uncommon with stuff like Iron Lash wandering around. Or Giant just, Snake. Or Giant Snake. People just, just die sometimes. It's not... It's even not that uncommon. I mean, think standard, uh, like think back to actual medieval times. If you made it to twenty, you had a pretty good life, all things considered. Yeah, but the you, difference is these guys were like in the backyard, just decomposing. Yeah, yeah but no one ever is, found them. Nah, no, no, no one went into the hedge to find them, other than other gardeners who then proceeded to also die. <laughs> so that it was, was just, like three people over six months. Yeah, and. On top of that, uh, the only other person that found him was Sepsinia, who had been drawn into the backyard in a sort of trance, which the party later found out was a Lovelorn's curse, cured ironically by the love potion that the very same Lovelorn that had cursed her had desperately been trying to get her to drink, because in his twisted undead state, he understood the concept of what a love potion was, but not really the concept of what he was necessarily, with no idea that had his dumb little crab hands been able to get the bottle open, he would have actually solved Sepsinia's problems himself, or immediately killed her. One of the two things would have happened. It's 50-50. But with him slain, Opelio, her ex-fiance, who had apparently not had the best relationship with her that everyone had thought, and Sepsinia freed of her curse, and with a small parting gift to your boy Nell Stalwart, who continues to, in true, like, 90s Cartoon Network fashion, accident <laughs> his way into the solution for everything, somehow, and usually while drunk. <laughs> that is just what he does. The group of you retired uh, for your last evening in the Crab Estate in Moost, and resting for the night would remove the fatigue that Dara was suffering, because I know you asked about that, and uh, anyone who had been shaken by the Lovelorn's effects, that would have worn off shortly after leaving the hedge maze. But I believe we had the night more or less wrapped up, so that brings us on to the next morning. So, party, what are we doing? We, for once, have not left off on the cusp of a Nell-related disaster, so we're actually here getting ready to head out of Moost and off to, well, so that's the question, isn't it? Where? What's the plan? Are we just going to glaze over the fact that, you know, we're just fast forwarding to the, the morning here. What happened in the, the nightcap? The, the, was there a nightcap? Mr. Nell. I, mean, I thought we, I thought where we ended up was that Nell was not chasing. Uh, no, it, it's going rooms. to bed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to sleep. Okay. There was nothing particularly exciting that happened. Gotta make this sure, you know, these things are questions evening. that need answered. Nell may have changed his mind in the last four the seconds. The world wants to know. <laughs> so, we rode horses over here. Like, individual horses, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yes. yes. You had purchased a few horses, and you had taken your horses from the Betany Estate up around through Lothidarp, around the north end of Lake Stavian, past Voinaris and a small settlement around hereabouts, uh, which I actually forgot to put on your map. Uh, it was literally just a tiny... Like, it, it's smaller than Stockies, honestly. It's very, very small. It is 
And you'd heard about it too now. It was this right here. Uh, Soto. Which some of the peasants in Moose had talked very briefly about. The ones that didn't pay their taxes. And they look like they probably can't afford to pay the six copper that I imagine their city generates in taxes. Their six huts around a well. And you had continued onward to Moose from there riding your four individual horses. Yes. And the Crab Estate again is actually... Unlike the rest of them, it is just in the center of Moost. It's not off at a distance like Betany or the Palace of Birdsong or even the Voinum Estate at the end of the road. Moost is around that. So you're in the center of the town in the morning. And after the servants that Parthena had left on retainer to tend to your meals and needs after she had left to go to Lothidar to do things. What are you doing? She's trying to fix the light. I'm trying to fix the sun oh. beam coming in, and I've got that cut out of Captain Jack Sparrow in the window. I so just I can like... move him over to block the sun. Oh, There's a giant Johnny Depp behind me. Nude button is a thing. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. I deliver you some of us. <laughs> Simple poached eggs and toast and a cranberry spread as most is want to most. What is the plan exactly? Because uh, I don't know if we had any. Did we want to check out those armband things we found? Oh yeah. yes, the wristbands you had taken from the little circle of Opelio's offerings. I thought we did. I know, I didn't grab Ish. No, we checked out the potion. Which yeah, we yeah. identified as a love pool. I mean, you like, we, we, we grabbed them. them and brought them inside. We never looked at what they were. Yeah, you left everything else there in the little weird circle of offerings you had. But, uh, you had only identified the potion. Because that doesn't take, uh, magic and whatnot. You had not take the wrought fine wristbands. The engraved leather wristbands. So that is going to take us... One nice local casting of Detect Magic. And a Spellcraft check. Did I just do it? I or mean, you go for in, it. You believe in yourself this time. Oh, you you always want to do it first? You go for it, Inori. <laughs> and with a 21, you would identify the evocation or abjuration. I'm still not positive which one standard armor upgrades are actually i could probably let this be great because this will tell me because whatever's on this is probably what's on plus one weapons and plus one armor it's conjuration okay i wouldn't have guessed that uh the minor conjuration aura on the bracers is actually an enchantment that extends to a phantasmal shielding over your whole person and they are bracers of armor plus two. Oh, bracers of money plus two you say well Yes, you do have a wizard in the party who has a wand of mage armor, so... It's another one of those things that doesn't stack with real armor. Yes, because it is a replacement for real armor. Yeah, that'd be broken. They would, yeah, they'd be insane if they stacked with, uh, <laughs> yeah. with regular armor. The point is, wizards or monks or whatever who do not have easy access to a middle-aged half-elf with 50 bajillion castings of mage armor can now have some sort of an armor bonus, and that they don't have a duration like Mage Armor does. But you have a wizard with 50 fajillion castings of Mage Armor, so... How much are they worth? What do you guys want to do with those? A pretty decent amount. Let me see. 
buy them for four thousand, I think, so they'd sell for two. I said a price, but yeah, that number he said. <laughs> well, no, I was just checking. You know, there was the cool necklace or whatever the one dude had. Maybe we could haggle and bargain and trade him these. Okay. Cash for the so you got twenty-six and twenty-three on the price. Yeah, what what the encyclopedic pathfinder <laughs> said. Yeah, he he did. I mean, I I can say it's not meta gaming, but then Baylor has the stats to back it up. So I guess you get a pass this time. Yeah, they better. Uh, you, you could probably get about two thousand gold for him. I mean, to be fair, even I knew the price of that. General market, but yeah, it's a real real common pathfinder item. It's always that weird bridge you hit like what exactly is metagaming because you are a noble so it's not like you came from nothing you are a nobleman who likes That's going out and items, hunting I mean. and doing stuff like this and bracers of armor are among the most common magical items that exist so it's like I don't know I can't really think of an immediate real-world analogy. That's like, for, for a nobleman, that's like, do you know about how much a loaf of bread costs? I mean, yeah, probably, because this is a common item that is around in life that you would see. Well, I mean, I guess the line would be like, there's no reason I would know about Ion Stones, but he would. And, like, I would know what a Cloak of Resistance is, just because they're a very common thing and I'm a noble. Yeah, but that's what we have rolls for. Yep. Knowledge rolls cover what we do and do not know. But yes, they uh, market brought values about 2,000 gold pieces. So fairly valuable. Well, I suppose after we eat, uh, we would get ready for travel time. And Traveling I would... where? Yeah, that back. is the question. Where are we... Uh, uh... I definitely need to talk to the lady at the Church of Abadar back in Lothadar. Uh, Archbanker Peril? Mm-hmm. So that would be my. So like, I'm gonna that, try and get us go. better on a thing, because it's a it's a. We've got a pe people that are new to the game, of course. We've got a you haven't played with us for terribly long. Uh, Brand not Dara hasn't played Pathfinder at all, but I want to get more in character. My dudes. So don't okay. tell the party, well, I think I want to go talk to Archbaker for real. Be Nell and talk to the party. Because the five of you the five of you are here in the guest suite in the Crab Estate, literally talking about what you want to do. So yeah. outside I mean obviously there's time and place for it, like not having nine hours of dialogue to cover three social rounds at a party or something, but like right. this is a conversation. Do conversation stuff. Well, after eating and everything, and we start discussing that, well, we should probably start uh, heading back. We need to uh, start dealing with uh, the next issues and stockies. Did you not want to go and see if we could haggle down that necklace? We could. We could try that on the way out of town. I do not mind which place we go. I do not have an agenda. That's funny that you bring that up, because I was having a conversation with Ciaran the other day, and he had a concern that I wanted to bring to the table, since we're always here having a nice, delicious breakfast together. Mm -hmm. uh, he has a concern about the, the, the motives of uh, Utropia. I mean, are we really sure we're on the right side here? I mean, think about it for a second. Why are we picked? That was his big thing. 
why us? Let's, maybe we should we should work with that for a second. Does it matter why we were picked if we are working towards the goal we want? But is it though? I mean, we're doing all that. If you ask me, sure, we met the Lothids and all that over there, and sure, Titus was a bit of a you know, Titus. for lack of a better word. But overall, I mean, I wasn't. I didn't think they were terrible, horrible people. I've met terrible, horrible people. Why, you know, why are we supposed to unseat them? Is he, just because he's a bad ruler? Look at the stockies. Baron isn't exactly getting the job done. I mean, what are we here for? To unseat this guy because she doesn't like him? You know, it's just, maybe we should be thinking about this a little bit more. I don't want to be used. I my- know exactly why I'm here. Because Patharius is a horrible human being. You don't want him ruling all of Taldor. Well, I may disagree that he is a horrible human being. I just maybe for the military to be ruling the country is maybe not the place place to go. I mean, people who don't fall in line with him find themselves jailed or worse. So he so a tight-fisted rule like that where you're basically under his thumb and nothing else had no choice it's not it's definitely not the rule i wish to be under no you don't never want to be ruled by a military state absolutely not that's and that's what would come to be if utropia does not win back the crown and we are left with him what we're doing is not so much about putting utropia it's giving people a choice it's yeah it's the choice of things not letting the military dictate how things go because for me it doesn't matter so much who or who isn't leading it's it's more so being able to do what we want to do have a fair government but i do see i do see at a point that we may be getting used for i do not know why she picked us five random people but look at our skill set it's pretty spread out i mean i'm not uh, i'm not one to be so friendly with others but coming across you lot that's i wouldn't have you know baylor for instance i don't think you and i would have met each other in the streets when i'm running around the narrows tracking down a bounty i don't think that would ever happen or you don't have vastly different skills and she needs all of them yeah, that is how teams are formed. If we all had the same set of skills, we would be much weaker. No, and I get that. She put together the team. I, I understand that. It's just, I, I just feel like there's something she's not telling us. Like there's more to this. I Personally, I, we wouldn't all be here if we all didn't believe she was the rightful seat after all this. But it's just, there's there's something more to this that has it's been bugging me ever since he was in my head about that. There's definitely something to think about or keep in mind in future endeavors. And you would hear uh, in your head at the end of this all, Inori, uh, CRN's voice again. Hmm. Maybe I didn't give you enough credit. Actually putting thought into this. She would just continue to eat her breakfast after hearing that. Just ignore him <laughs> completely. He ignores me all the time. I'm going to ignore him this time. 
you. See how my sword likes it. Yeah. Now what, sword? <laughs> I, I just love the fact that I'm, you know, I mean, I know we brought it up already, but I bring up that I had a conversation when, and everyone's like, yeah, she talks to her sword. It's it's just what it is. I, I guess at this point in the in the party's yeah, existence, it's a months. thing that I, I, I literally got go like a 50 with. on identify. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you did, but do they believe Went it? out of his way to identify. I mean, I think they, if, if they don't trust the ramblings of a possibly insane woman, they probably trust <laughs> the, trust Baylor. the half elf who is a very well studied wizard identifying like, this world saying, renowned yeah, by conscious. for genius by now with <laughs> his all the times. there's also a lot of magic stuff so at that point dara's like yeah magic stuffs and you magic people i don't know well, yep <laughs> what Sorry. they said i believe them that sounds good to me <laughs> you got a couple members of the party who just don't understand magic at all and then a bard who has probably been educated on the subject some and of course has bardic magic which is a very different kind of discipline in the first place but understands enough to know, like, yeah, that sounds like it's a thing. And if Wizard Man says it, then sure, what Baylor said. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if Dad says so, then yes, it's probably a thing. See, the party's growing trust. Look at how <laughs> far we've come from the five random idiots who got recruited to come do full four. It was actually four. Who got recruited by uh, Lady Lothied Martella to do some stuff at a party and influence a vote and steal some things out of a display case. Never even having met each other. Look at this. By the way, we're good thieves, Dar. We're very good thieves. Oh yeah, you may have missed that backstory. You and Dar are apparently good thieves. <laughs> that was the thing that happened one time. Yeah. That was the bonding. That was the bonding moment. So, in light of that conversation, as you, uh, finish your meals here there is still the matter of what to actually do where to head because i know uh kahina had briefly mentioned getting back to stockies i know at one point i think it was baylor but i'm not actually positive one of you guys had mentioned checking out jambus while it wasn't horribly far away and you were on this side of the, con of the county anyway mm -hmm. But uh, what is the plan, Party? What are you guys thinking? Because I don't think you had a solid plan for where to go after most. I do feel like we should head back to Stockies and Lothidar is on the way. That covers multiple if... plans that we need to accomplish. And once we get the bridge built, then we can go to Jumbus. It has been a couple days. We do need to check in with we need to see are where people they are. working in stockies to see how things are coming along and see how the house is doing with the domovoy yes so on that uh sounds like a plan and so you guys everything is measured in distance from stockies so let me figure out exactly how far it is to get back to lothidar if you're running the horse here uh it is going to be oh that's the one page i knew i was missing a page here the page with the distances that the roads actually are. So, Lothidar is 22 miles and Moost is 55 miles. That means you've got almost a full day's ride to Lothidar. So, I mean, basically the same thing you did on the way up here in the first place. Uh, you're going to ride, if you're taking your horses again, which I don't know why you wouldn't, you're going to ride through the day around Lake Stavian and up in Lothidar sometime in the evening. Rest in an inn or something there. And then finish your journey the following morning and arrive in Stockies around the afternoon. Traveling around Marat does take 
some amount of time. It is, again, just quite a very widespread sprawling area. So this is the plan? We're going to Lothadar? Yep. Yep. Uh, did we want to see if we could haggle for the necklace with the uh, wristbands before we leave? I don't feel like that necklace would be of much help. Okay. Right. I was also trying to haggle it down to, what, a third of its price if you're trying to trade the armbands for it, because I believe you said yeah. five or six thousand for it. It was a pretty yeah. pricey little fey artifact that dude had found. So, over the course of the day, you get to your horses and you ride the 30-odd miles back across Marat towards Lothidar. And as you head out to the east, uh, you once again pass by Soto, which you now had heard a little bit more about, but just this tiny little seriously just about a dozen homes with attached barns just built in a small circle around a common well. A very, very small little settlement uh, just a few miles away from Buenaris. Ride past them and somewhere around halfway between there and Lothidar, around this river crossing here, you start to see some curious things along the side of the road. Well, a curious thing first. It appears to be a statue. Uh, a statue of a man dressed in uh, fairly light leather armor with a sword at his hip. Oh, um... It's assumed we used all of our healing spells before we went to sleep, right? Oh, yeah, so you guys would be beyond full health because you had the entire capacity of Kana's healing. You guys mm. are all topped off. So if you're okay. missing I mean, health, I think Nell was the only one who really took damage, so... I was at half health, so... Yeah, definitely top that all off. Uh, but, but the statue stands out for two reasons. One, it's on the side of the road in just about the middle of nowhere uh, with not much nearby. Uh, there are some scattered farms, cottages, even some out-of-the-way smaller noble manors along the roads or old churches or old settlements that just petered out and died out in Marat, scattered between the major ones. But there's nothing really out here. It's a very random statue to be standing on the side of the road. And you don't recall it being here when you pass by on the way up to Moose. Secondly, it's a bit of an odd statue in the first place, with the man's expression carved to be very, very stark and horrified. It's not a particularly appealing statue. It's kind of unsettling to look at, actually. Would uh, perception perception would be look. a good thing to roll right here? Yeah, sure. Roll, roll me. A per- are you gonna stop and look at it, or yeah? Just oh yeah. Look at this thing. I'm gonna stop like, huh? Statue. I'm gonna. <laughs> so with a yeah, just give me some perception dice. Throw this out here. I know you'll take the annoyance twenty-three. That's good enough for me. So the twenty-three on that perception, you look around yeah. the area. Oh, hold on. Baylor wants to oh. play the game. Oh, oh. Oh. You're never going to beat me, yeah. Baylor. Stop it. <laughs> you look the thing over. There is... It's very, very finely detailed. Uh, the statue appears to be exquisitely made, uh, capturing every detail of 
a mercenary or an adventurer who is just in a moment of fear and panic for his life. Uh, beyond the sword, it's fully carved with every detail of his belt, uh, the pouch at his hip, and it, the pouch is even carved to be slightly ajar, and it looks like it's even detailed something or what was inside it. Like, no, no expense spared on the detail of the statue, but just abandoned here by the side of the road. I have an incredibly bad feeling about this. This sounds uh -huh. awful. <laughs> Is there uh, any magic around here? Yeah, detect magic. Yeah. <laughs> detect Time magic. for that. So, this is an awkward enough situation that all of you guys are, of course, going to be a little bit on your guard. And with the bad feeling of Baylor here to step up, he is going to wave a quick detect magic around, as I imagine. So it's possibly Anori and maybe also Kahina, just on the off chance there's anything here. But you don't detect any magical signatures on the statue or really anywhere within the 60-foot cone of your emanation. There's nothing here about Baylor? What do you think? <laughs> I mean, uh, someone being turned there to... There we go. How much is the statue have... worth? Oops. Ignore that. I don't know why it will... Meanwhile, Nell is interested in how much he could possibly pawn this for. They said there's and no magic. I'm going to look at it. Considering the specifics of strapping this onto the side of his horse. <laughs> I mean, it's a very well-made statue, honestly. Uh, something like this, the difficulty would be finding a buyer because it's so unsettling and strange. But surely off the quality, this you could easily fetch a, a thousand, possibly even more for this. You're not exactly an art connoisseur, and with a 17, you're, you're not yes, positive, am. but this is... Oh, yeah, you're like a painting. <laughs> the statue's maybe art, not though. so much. Heck, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'll give you... You could probably get, like... Maybe a thousand, fifteen hundred gold for it, but you have to find someone who would want to buy it. <laughs> Not necessarily. We have a trophy room. Oh, you could put it in your trophy room. And have a <laughs> we, 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 I, I, no, we are not taking this. No. <laughs> they are Unless we're taking it right to, now. you know, I mean, be unstoned, because obviously this is a person. This, is it? this does seem like this may have been someone who was petrified. So the Roughly. good thing to do would to be to take them to Lotidar, to the to the bank and let the let them unpetrify whoever this poor soul is. Well, you said it wasn't magical. Are we sure this is it, a petrified person? It, oh, it's the, going to yeah, a, a corpse like isn't magical. Like, well, well then, how do you get turned to stone? A spell turning something into a corpse does not detect as magic. Question. If I kill you with a magical sword, your corpse is not magical. Is, you know how as you fire a handgun, there's there's residue that a gun was fired. It if leaves magic a is I, done. I don't know if forensics in Galarian has advanced saying, to that magic point. Magic leaves something. <laughs> magic question. With magic detect <laughs> magic, get... you can detect spells being cast. <laughs> If I, this I was a monster that did this, 
there may not be any trace at all just from it being a monster's ability. Which worries and me. Actually, How uh, close are we to the stream you were talking about? You said there was a stream, right? You're, you're nearby. Uh, regular detect magic, actually, just a normal casting of detect magic, can detect the aura of spells that were cast uh, sometime after they were cast, depending on the power of the spell. Uh, simple spells, even something as simple as prestidigitation, still leaves a lingering aura, but only for seconds. Whereas supremely powerful magic could have auras lingering for nearly a week. Uh, but you don't detect anything at all on the statue. Well, my next proposal, if you say I can't keep it, and you don't want me you to sell it, it, and we're going to take it, can we even carry it? No. Well, if a we can't of... carry it, at least we could, like, we could like go it's a tell. Size, right? We have no proof that this is a person. There's Why no would it be here if it wasn't a person who had been petrified? Well, keep in mind. Terrible arts is what it is. That's all keep I Keep in see. mind. We did have a person eaten by a giant snake near a stream. And again, this is Galarian, and it's not a super uncommon thing for, especially out in the backwoods like this, for people who just up and die to stuff. It just it happens. Up and it, get... Like, how big is this statue? It's exactly the size of a, uh, about a six-foot-tall person. Okay. <laughs> I'll just take it with us. You I can't... Mean. It's not attached to the ground or anything. Uh, and in fact, it appears to be nearly off balance. And as you try to test it a bit, it almost topples. Uh, there's no base or anything to this statue, and it's about ready to collapse over backwards on its own. But you figure it weighs somewhere in the neighborhood of 500 pounds. Yeah, a horse can carry that. A horse can carry that. Do you have a way for a horse to carry that? Yeah, I have rope. its legs aren't exactly spread for optimum saddle riding. No, I, I have rope. We can just okay. double up on a horse to go down the road to Lothadar. I mean, a 500-pound statue really is not a whole lot more than, like, Nell with all of his armor and gear on. So, I mean, a horse can very definitely carry this. The weight's not the problem. And if you have the rope to tie it to a horse, yeah, you can absolutely tie it to one of your horses and take this with you. I mean, if they say that we should at least take it to get checked out, I'll take it to get checked out. Who said if that? The two magic casters. I didn't. I'm one of I the three. I didn't either. It was Kahina. One of the three. Kahina, we should get it Kahina checked said out. we should get it checked out. I don't I mind taking it to get checked out. I think it's really creepy now, your art fixation and this now. All forms I, of art are to be appreciated. Exactly. I don't, I don't believe anything in anyone in Lothadar is going to be able to reverse this. The, the church wouldn't declare? I do not think so. Uh, I mean, we can at least have them look at it. Make me any of you wizards a knowledge arcana check Baylor make a knowledge arcana check <laughs> yeah, I could do that. Baylor make a knowledge arcana check I can even see a dice roll for that oh it's way up here it just like kind of drop in the corner and I have to it do blends it. into the trees in the you might the do corner. it uh, oh I'm not doing it this time that's a nice little two you got there <laughs> Baylor you would be, uh, Ganori, you would be familiar with the concept of petrification. Uh, it's something that can happen. There's a one fairly prominent subset of transmutation magic, uh, especially with, uh, even with druids and the like, those of the earth kind of casters that can turn mud to stone and stone to mud and flesh to stone. 
and there are magics that exist that can do one or the other. So if this was a person who is petrified, there is magic that could turn them back. You're not super familiar with that, what it would be, though. Baylor, you know that such magic is pretty powerful uh, around, like, a sixth-level spell. And that it's an oddity, almost, uh, in some common convention. That's something that would be considered sort of healing or curative magic because it is transformation is arcane and not divine. And that a cleric wouldn't... Would it be very unlikely a cleric would be able to perform this kind of service. If this is a person, no one in this county could fix this. Well, I mean, if they can't fix it, we can at least take care of it until someone can. Rather than just having it fall over and break. I mean, it costs exactly zero of any resources to take care of a stack shoe, except for a couple of square feet. It's got a place to put it, more or less. Don't knock it over. So, are you tying this statue onto your horse, Nell? If no one is objecting, I will do it. I'm not actively objecting, but I don't... Yeah, I I think where we're at is the party's not going to stop you, unless I'm wrong, but they're going to look at you funny while they stand around and wait for you to tie a statue onto your horse. I'm basically telling you it's... There's nothing we're going to be able to do. We can keep it. Whether you decide to act anyway is up to you. Well, if we need a spellcaster that's not a divine healer and we need somebody who is we need someone far more powerful than anyone in this entire county oh even more so than Bartleby much higher than Bartleby Mm. Bartleby yeah it had to be way stronger than him Okay. I mean, regardless, like I said, it costs no resources. Why not just keep it and take care of it? Mm. Without, like, a week trip to Opara and spending a ton of money for someone to do it, this isn't going to be reversed. So, Nell takes a few minutes to take his coil of rope and lash this statue along the side of his horse, which I imagine his horse is not terribly happy about, but if trained riding horses, it's going to do what you tell them to do. Uh, it's not super difficult, I'd imagine, to leave some rope so you can basically just kind of lead this horse behind you, but you might be riding a bit slower than you were previously. And without a whole lot more ado, you continue onward and across the stream. And into a... Uh, I mean, on the map here, you can see that there's obviously these denser forests, but most of Murat is still, like, scattered trees. They're around... Uh, especially along the rivers and lake beds, because that's where plants like to grow. As you ride across the stream and into a small copse of trees, as you pass a particularly large trunk, on the backside, you see two more statues. Similarly equipped with uh, one wearing chainmail and one a very similar... Uh, sculpted with a very similar leather set of armor. These two are armed. Their swords are in their hands. And one of them is up against, like, pressed up against the backside of of the trunk of this tree with his sword sticking out. 
and the other one is holding his sword and his hand up in front of his face, as if he was trying to block something. Both of them still look terrified. There's something in this forest hunting travelers. Is their equipment also turned to stone? You want to complete your collection? Because I have enough rope that I could very easily tie up two more of these. Uh, I, I don't like know the collection. It seems like though matter was taken, they weren't eaten or anything. They seem like they may have gotten in, in the way of something. Like at, at this point, it's safe to assume that these are petrified people. I don't want to leave a petrified person out here to just fall over and, and break. You could one of them's up down. against the tree, and he's fairly sturdy. The other one's uh, I'm not much worried more about spread that like one. A, in a combat stance. These are these are much more set, but again, no bases or anything. And I mean, we're I'm pretty. This we're all pretty on the petrified people agreement here. We're gonna um, we're gonna drag three statues into Lothadar. Is that what? Two. Is that what, two. Because the one's leaning up against the tree. It, it looks pretty not going to go anywhere. But I don't want them to break. I don't want people to die. We don't even know if they're people. That's why we get them checked. I feel like we have an actual job we should be doing instead of dragging around art. I mean, this is, if these are people, is this somebody's family? somebody's or and I'm all for that but we have no proof and no evidence that it is then we take them to Lothidar if they say they're not people they're just ugly art then Nail can do whatever he wants with it and we can't do anything like Baylor said there isn't anybody here that's going to be able to help them even if they are people which they're probably not to begin with they I mean... if these are people they are effectively dead at this point there's no one anywhere near here who can do anything about it yet Oh, Nell, you sweet, sweet boy. As long as they oh. are not, as long as they are still intact and they are people, they can still be helped. You could say the same about a corpse, that they can be brought back to life. Mm-hmm. We can't do that with every corpse we walk across. I'm still at least going to take one to get checked. We could bring the one that is already tied to the we'll leave the others. Sure, but we can't. And at least, at least, even if they can't do anything about it in Lothadar, we could get word to uh, to Bartleby and uh, to the guard so that they need and uh, as awfully close to Voidum's barony, they should be made aware that there's something turning the travelers into stone. Allegedly. Allegedly. I would not like to be turned into stone without knowing exactly what is doing this there's not it could be a poisonous bite that turns to stone it could be some form of spell it could be anything can I do profession bounty hunter on the guy that's covering his face to determine maybe where it, how it I don't, I don't think this has any relation to yeah. the bounty hunting profession, I mean, but I appreciate I'm... the attempted reach. Uh, what you can do, Nori is going to roll me a perception check. I can do that. Okay. Just to search it over for any kind of obvious damage, I guess. He, he has a towel that he's covering his face. That's my thing. Uh, the 15, as you look over these two statues here, you do definitely notice something. 
uh, that stands out to you a bit. And that is that though he is covering his face, all of the statues you've come across look almost as if they were caught off guard. And they had a brief moment of reaction before this. All three of the statues, the two here and the one already on the horse, have their eyes open. It's if safe to say that despite him covering his eyes, it didn't seem to have helped him. I still say we check out the one, leave these here. If it's nothing, then it's nothing. It's just, as you said, an ugly statue, and I'll just do with it as I see fit. All right, and uh, with that being said, we should uh, definitely get out of here, just in case there is something. I don't want us going spooky tonight, you know? Are uh, are all these statues looking up or they're out looking, or down? No, I mean, they're all looking mostly forward. Forward, Okay. All right, well, I guess we could go. Yeah, with, with nothing else you can really do about this, I guess we all continue onwards, doing what we can, which is leaving. Yeah. So, just keep on keeping on. Keep going on your way. You continue down this road a bit further, and you pass a small farm... Uh, what seems like it was long abandoned and in disrepair, but one that was along the side of the road here near the water, uh, just alone, separate from the so the main settlements of Murat. And not far past that, there was a decently sized attached home, or not attached, a detached home, a few hundred feet, a few hundred feet past. And as you approach that, as you get close to it, three men come around from the backside of where they were hiding around behind this house. Hearing the approaching horses, they run out, waving their hands. And the one, there's two of them that look very similar to two of the statues that you have seen wearing pretty simple leather armor with a long sword at their hip and similar gear. And a, As they're coming at us, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them to stay where you're at. Don't advance any further. A third one, a little heavier, armed with full plate and a helmet, and they stop and put their hands out. And one of the full plate steps for uh, steps one more step forward to the group you, and looks you over. There's other lot of your bounty hunters, mercenaries, guns. Nod. Oh really any of the such but what's what's the matter i i, I take it that yeah. this is one of yours at this point they seem to all just kind of collectively notice that the statue <laughs> you have strapped on the horse that you're leading behind <laughs> the group of you they look past the uh, the five of you and your your horses to the statue in the back and one of them just covers his mouth and the other one shakes his head and the big armored dude breathes in a deep breath I, as Mark was his name, that monster what did it to him's in here. We heard her, ran her off, but we can't fight this. 
What Why? exactly is this? I don't right know. Uh, it came up to us, looking as human as you or I, uh, a woman traveling the road, uh, well-dressed even. And then, in an instant, she dropped this, this illusion, this magic. Her head erupted with snakes. Uh, he... He turned to stone, right like that. We, we ran, of course, do, doing what we could. She got two more of us before we corralled her in here. It's something about her face. You can't, you can't look at her. We, we know that. And you say she is uh, in, in this house here. Last we saw, only seems to have one door. But I, I don't think we can handle this fight. Did she attack you or did she simply just by looking at her, you this happened? Both. Both. Uh, one of the back steps up. She looked at us, I, and, and that, that, that happened. But she had a sword as well. And before, he seems like he's having trouble putting this, uh, putting words together here. B before he, she took Calvis, she stabbed him through the middle. He couldn't see it to block. He had his eyes closed, tried to hide behind a tree, and she came around and got him while we were running. We ambushed her here, she came by this house, and she went in through the door and retreated. And the heavy armor guy steps up. Y you got to do something! You look like a capable lot! What's the house made out of? Uh, this would be mostly just masonry, I'd imagine. It's a fairly simple stone cottage. It's about two floors, but it's much smaller than the manners of the main nobles in the settlements, but stone and wood. Okay, because I was just going to burn it down. Yeah. From mm -hmm. all these descriptions, I'm getting knowledge nature, I think. Let me double check. That is... Uh, I'm just going to ask you, is monstrous humanoid nature? Or... Yes, monstrous yeah. humanoid is knowledge nature. Oh, knowledge nature, yeah. Go ahead and me that. Let's see, uh... <laughs> Let's see what your boy knows about... What absolutely definitely sounds like a Medusa <laughs> with a 23. Uh, they're not crazy, uncommon creatures, unfortunately. Uh, they're not even really uncommon in Taldor. They're something that is around and is a nuisance. And it's just like a really particular... It's like Manticores. They're just a really deadly kind of vermin. So you would have actually had a good amount of study of these because they're common enough to be fairly well known you know that medusas are human-like creatures with snakes instead of hair and you know one of their most deadly abilities obviously is turning people to stone with their gaze if you meet a medusa's gaze that happens and like balor told you all previously if that happens you are effectively dead as far as everything is concerned. This isn't something that wears off. This isn't something that can be easily healed. You are dead. You have been turned fully to stone. What is possibly as bad is that Medusas have a fantastic ability to blend in. And much like the guards here had said, if a Medusa has like a veil or something to cover her face and head... It is 
very easy to mistake them for a normal human. The story of these three men here is not horribly uncommon in Taldor. Beyond that, they are not just intelligent, they are fairly intelligent creatures and can be just as capable with a sword or a bow as any man can. On top of the fact that they are Medusas and do the Medusa thing. But even beyond that, they still have the venom of the most potent snakes. And if a Medusa gets her claws or her teeth in you, that will kill you as quickly as her gaze. They are very dangerous creatures. Probably, uh, possibly as dangerous, if not more, than the Iron Lash that you fought. But this one does at least sound like it's wounded. I, I agree with Nell. She's wounded. She's in there. Burn it down. Burn her with it. Well, it is stone. It's stone. Oh, and wood. Stone and wood. I mean, if it's stone and wood, like if you had it, if you could start a big enough fire, this building would definitely. Yeah, catch. because it probably like has a thatch roof, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, but uh, what do you have? Anything that's going to start a large fire? Considering this is yes. we're going, we're back to we're going to jump back three years in channel history to the exactly how flammable is a pirate ship conversation from Skull and Shackles, <laughs> and the answer so, is not very. And, I just uh, happen to have a nice, almost completely full oil lantern. Oh, yes, that's true. You know, I still don't even that know that on the outside, night. just dumping oil on the outside of a no. house and, like, lighting no, it is going to set the entire house on fire. it's a and wood roof, because you can't make a roof like that out of stone. No, it and isn't that roof, but the roof is a... It's pretty straight up two stories. There's not, like, an intermediate first-level roof or anything. It's a very... So I just have to throw it 20 building. feet up in the air. I mean, yeah, if you just want to toss it on top of the roof and just let it hit. Yeah, and then it, it yeah. because a roof like that, when it burns, the supports weaken and it just caves in. No, I mean, you certainly can. If you have a way to get a thing of oil and a thing of fire up there, and do you want to be sure we could light set the uh, entire light building on some, fire? Light some strips of fabric <clears> and, <throat> to, and uh, attach them to Dara's arrows. Yeah, I mean, we have the sorts thing, of ranged arrows. As you look around just... here, I mean, this is in a uh, near a farm that was put in a small copse of trees along the stream bed. If you're going to start a fire, you're going to have to burn a two-story home to the ground. There is a not small chance this fire can continue to spread further than the two-story home. So I, I mean, for dealing with a Medusa, that's an acceptable I, risk. I crashed a mine server, Minecraft server once doing that. <laughs> Yes, you did, Genevieve. Yes, you did. So did I, I vote we just throw a lantern on the roof and we guard the front door. And everybody blindfold themselves. I'm going to say under my, kind of under my breath to everybody, I'm still not 100% convinced that one of these guys isn't the Medusa. The guy um, in the plate armor would step up as Nell had uh, said his suggestion. And uh, he grits his teeth a bit and nods and says, Hi! And when the creature rushes to escape the flames, and he's got a huge gisarn uh, across his, uh, or not even across his back, it would have been in his hands at this point because he's still real spooked. He has this big two handed gisarn, and he kind of plants it in the ground in front of him. We'll help you slay the beast. 
Let me take the front. You swing that. She'll be back with you, and we'll take care of this nice and quick. Inori. Yeah, Baylor. You got any true strikes prepared? I do, in fact. Even blinded. True strikes likely to hit. Does okay, quick quick pathfinder question. Does true strike help you with being blind? Because I thought true strike ignores concealment. Oh, fair enough. Okay, actually, no, I thought it was just plus twenty to hit. I didn't realize it actually. And also ignores concealment. It is okay. I didn't. I didn't realize that the second part on there. Fair. Magically guided swing. That also, I would. I would also like to uh, ask Ciaran for. We might have to do a little bit of a bonding experience here, my friend. Considering I have eyes and you technically don't. I may have to blindfold myself, and I'm going to need you to kind of direct me a little bit. Can you do that? Girl, I don't think there's a real effective way to tell you where to be swinging mid-stroke. I think you relatively should do okay just aiming at all the hissing. (laughs) I'm so sad I can't hear that. Yeah. You just, you see her expression again, just. She's just looking at her sword like, okay. <laughs> All right, true strike it is then, Baylor. Right, one of the two guys, oh, one of the two guys in the leather armor steps up a bit with the hand up, the one that's spoken before. It says, I, um, a question, should we not, I mean, this is quite a house, deserted as it is. Should we not... It seems a shame to lose whatever valuables could possibly be inside. I mean, Medusa and all, but... Are you interested in being a statue? Did this Medusa not just murder three and, uh, of the guy in the, the guy in the full play literally smacks him on the side of the head. Are <laughs> you daft, lad? We're going in there. We're gonna burn the building down, slay the beast, and be on our way. Oh, you want to go the same direction as Mark, Calvis, and Momus? He said, "He's just rubbing the back of his head." No. He gave him the gib, the Gibbs head slap from NCIS. Just walks in and goes. All right, so I'm gonna hand my lantern to Dara. And we're going to take positions around the front door. After, of course, checking to make sure that they did not miss a back door. And as you uh, take a quick walk around the building here, it does, in fact, only seem to have the single front entrance. Uh, Worth noting, there are windows on the back side of, on the the back and the left sides of the house. And the inside, of course, is dark. And without holding a, uh, other than the, Bits of sun streaming through. It's after we're, we're not so looking in. So are you not? Okay, yeah, yeah. I was imagine. <laughs> the next question is going to be: Do you want to look in the house? But well, we've already we're going to go and cut that bridge immediately. But there are a few. So we windows. need to cover the windows too. Um, two of the windows on the left side of the house and the back side of the house appear to be cracked and have pieces missing, but they are still largely intact. You don't feel like you can fit. Anything much larger than like a medium-sized dog through them, but there are windows, and uh, Medusa can fully possibly just dive out the window if you hear shattering glass. Well, the Medusa's angry, and she's outside. 
So just a little bit of planning. I want the two guys in leather armor to stand on either rear corner of the house to let us know if the Medusa comes out and run away and whichever direction she is, I want them to run away from her and towards us to let us know she came out the back. If we could get her to come directly out of the front door. Front door, she gets blended. Front That's door, she does not survive. And the guy, uh, the guy who wanted to loot the house, let's scratch his head a bit. You, you, you want us to, to watch for her? Listen. And I'm going to tell him, yes, you're going to watch the windows. The 32 and 2, they like, watch the friggin' window, dude. <laughs> Don't look directly at them. You're just listening. If you hear a window shatter, you come get us. That's it. It's just scream. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I wonder if it wouldn't even be more effective to, if we could find another source of fire to just throw, since throw fire inside the back windows as well. To try uh, to push her out the front door. There's back windows on the first and second floor. Uh, the left side window is only on the bottom floor. I mean, if she jumps out the second window, she's doing part of our work for us. If she's already wounded. So the uh, full plate guy kind of reaches up and moves, wiggles his helmet a bit, scratches his head with the inside of his helmet, and puts a, plants his guitar on the ground and puts a hand on his waist. Hmm. I'm starting to wonder about this. And how strong are these creatures? I mean, we definitely hurt the thing. I gave it a good shot, and so did Tuccio. It ran in here from us. Could I'm also be baiting us in. But if we scare the thing out, it gets out a window, uh, takes one man guard in the back and skitters off into the woods, this, this monster's still wild in the countryside. And if don't get me wrong, I, I am all for scaring my own skin before the random good of the people, but it, it's a venture. I'm going to be honest. I want to see this thing dead. You understand, I, I hope. Look. I mean, it killed three of your men. I do understand. Points of this Gusarin at Baylor. You're a magical sort. The rest of you far more well equipped than us. You can handle it. So now you want us to just take care of the whole thing for you, huh? I want the beast to be dead. We've done our part. I lost three friends down the road, and we injured it. It slunk How? in here to lick its wounds, and the longer we stand out here arguing in sorts, the more time it's got to prepare. How large is this house? Uh, it's about two stories tall. It's maybe about 100 feet across, and... Like 50, 60 feet deep. It's not a huge house. It's pretty narrow and just squat, almost perfectly rectangular, two story brick. Real quick, just because he sounds like he's chickening out, 
Not till I hear a guy who doesn't want to yeah. die. Oh, he wrote. He wrote. Oh, he sense motive. See sense of motive. All right, I'm so a twelve on sense motive. Try and tell me things you roll yeah. before you just. I uh. But uh. Hey, I want to. You said he scratched his head and he's wearing his helmet. Yeah. No, he, he like wiggle. He scratched his head with his helmet. Like he grabbed his helmet and like slid it back and forth a bit to scratch his head. Doing Do the like, thing, like, like back on his chair kind of thing. <laughs> you think what? Did anything hiss when he did that? <laughs> Nothing hiss. Okay. Well, you said they covered their no. heads and their faces and they look human, well, and I'm like, he's got a helmet on. He doesn't have like a, a full. Okay. No, face. the okay. snakes did not erupt out of the helmet as he was scratching his head. Paranoid. But, uh, but I like where your head's at, and currently you like where his head's at. But uh, <laughs> it's with not. A 12, it's not a snaky head. <laughs> with a twelve on sense motive, you get this dude is definitely scared. Uh, there were six of them, and now there are three. And he just watched three of his friends get petrified. He's not having a good time. He's pretty scared. But he's also very accurate in that he really, like, you can tell right now, all this guy wants is his Medusa to die. And second, for him to not die. He would like both of those things to happen. Those are striving well, I mean, if the plan is to burn it out and kill it at the front door or catch it as it's trying to get away, it's gonna die by our blades. I can magically cover one exit for a couple minutes. Obviously the back, because we want to force out the front. See, this is, this is what I mean. You lot see my point. You've, magic and means I can't even fathom. Surely you can handle a half-dead snake woman. While we could handle it, the more blades swinging, the faster it dies, and the less likely any of us are to get hurt. That's why we want it to come to us. It comes to us, we take care of it quick and easy, no one has to worry. He kind of breathes in. Unless right. you're trying to agree with the one over there who said something about looting the place. Otherwise, we have no reason not to go with this plan. It's the safest approach. Well, she ran in here, and I, I don't right know. I gave her a good hit, but I don't right know how, how injured this monster was. What if... What, what if there's more of them? What if we set this building on fire and snakes live in nests? And what, 20 of the damn things come slithering out and kill us all? Well, if 20 of them come out, and I'm holding the door. Where are they going to go? Except for into the fire. With you right behind me swinging that big Their stick. numbers won't mean nothing in the front door. Well, the front Even door is door. also, it's, it's like a double door. So you got like a 10-foot doorway here. But, I mean, uh, with, with Captain Plate Mail and Spear, you said goose arm? Uh, he's got a goose arm, and the two other guys have long swords. Yeah, so with, with Captain Pole Arm... And me over here with the big shield. I have a pole arm too. Yeah, two pole arms even. With me just holding the front and them swinging their sticks over my shield. It doesn't matter how big that door is. As long as it's not a big opening, we can hold it. But we, we got to hold this without looking, without any real sense of positioning. And the lady could fight. If all of them can fight like that, I don't like our chances spooking a whole nest of these 
snake women. Yeah, we can fight too, just so you know. If all you Some gotta do is not look at her face, point, you just though. don't look at her face. I am I I am slightly confused, mister. Um what other way would you suggest we fight this? We are not going to go in there, we are not going to leave them alive, we're not going he to He wants away. us to do it while he goes somewhere else. I, that, I, more, more or less. I, me, and, and my lads can watch the front, the sides, the back. You lot, you look, again, far more capable. You poke your heads in this here home. And if you see one snake, you finish her off. If you see ten snakes, let's say the signals, you run out screaming, we all go our separate ways. I'm going to no. hand my lantern to Dara, and I'm going to go take position by the front door. Okay. I will take the, I will take the lantern and get my bow or my thing ready. Uh, Nori's finally looking at these guys, realizing that they ain't going to be helpful. Draws her sword and just starts walking behind Nell towards the front door. Mm-hmm. So you guys all sort of uh, set up, and you, you take your positions around this front doorway. And the front of this building is the only part of it that isn't really like a squat rectangular flat facade there's a bit of an entryway with a path that leads up and it's about a like a 20 foot by 20 foot porch leading up to that double door that heads inside the door is wide open and now since you're taking up the front position here why don't you roll me another perception check real quick like as you look in this that is a 13. 13. Uh, and you're, I mean, you're not looking super hard, obviously. I'm looking trying into not the to. mansion is not what you're doing right now. You are kind of looking down, looking at the door frame, very expressly not looking inside. But even looking down and looking in, you can see a pretty sizable amount of almost purplish blood that looks like it has been smeared up this walkway and inside. The dude doesn't appear to be lying. This creature looks really very wounded. And uh, the door looks like it was bashed open in a hurry by something. I don't know, very injured, smashing through it on the inside. And to the front doors are still hanging wide open. But you and of course everyone else is making a very good point of not looking into this mansion. But looking again at the ground, the door frame, just kind of around as you shuffle towards what, around the opening of this quite large entry hall. I guess seeing, like, I guess a copious amount of blood, like there's a lot, something's very wounded. Or is it like a trail? It's a lot of blood. Like, it looks like this thing may have up to lost a limb or was at least bleeding very, very heavily. And uh, if it, as it was moving through, there are like trails of it coming in through the door. Are we sure it's footprints. it's blood and not human blood? It's well, purple. it doesn't. It, purple. it looks purplish. Okay, it's not purple. really his blood. Said there's windows on the left side. One window side. on the left side on the first floor, two windows on the first floor, two windows on the second floor in the back. Okay, so... I can cover... Well, another question. If it appears to be this injured, 
should we check room by room to identify where it went? Not to fight it, just to know where it is. Well, before if we, we go in, in and just go around a corner and it's there. But I like this lad's thinking. We could form a better plan if we know what if we're we looking at. If we can catch it in a single room upstairs. And light that room on fire. We just burn that room. We just open the door, toss in the lantern with all the oil, and hold the door. Rather than burn the whole place down, we can just scorch a room. I, for one, do not want to be stuck in the house with Medusa. I would rather be outside where I have better escape. And the uh, the bigger Escapes guy with the work both ways. again just kind of nods. So, we agreed that you not head in, look around, and finish what we started, saving Marat and whatnot. Alright, Dara toss the lantern. Hey, Dara, oh, like. Oh, oh, wait. You're just throwing the lantern on the roof. <laughs> yeah, but I hear Baylor and I'm like. Uh, okay, if, what? Like an unlit lantern at this point, right? No, um, I would have lit it. Well, I. I'm going to cast Entangle on the grass on the backside of the house. Alright, so you cast this spell and all the grass and weeds and shrubs around the back of the house in a huge area just rise up into these writhing prehensile, almost sentient vines sprawling over the back end. Okay. Alright, go quick now. <laughs> okay, so Dara reels back and like And you gets pitch the lantern. this lantern up on top of the house, up onto the thatched roof of this two-story home. And uh that's you just had this to chuck at the uh, the dude with the the bigger dude and his uh, one friend that are left. He stares at the ground and just points his kusarn forward. And the other guy just looking all the way away, holding his longsword out, just I guess kind of hoping the Medusa's gonna run into it, <laughs> just pointing it towards the door. And I'm going to be looking down at the ground. I'm assuming mm -hmm. nobody is looking into. Yeah, my eyes are completely has... closed, listening. I'm legit yeah. blindfolding myself, and I'm just gonna. Yeah, okay, that sounds like a. Kane is gonna be looking at the ground. She's gonna stand behind Nell, looking at the ground, and she's gonna start her performance. Inspire courage, everybody. You're just gonna start singing. Well, I, I wouldn't. No, I did my my. It's not singing. It's oratory. Or, or, so I can gonna... I can just say it. Yeah, you're gonna start, uh, as this stocks, you're gonna start uh, as this uh, fire starts and the, the roof starts to catch you. You're just gonna, I guess, start yeah, telling. Yeah, your, once once your it story. starts catching, uh, telling your story of uh, whatever it is that we're telling. telling the story of the greatest fire, the hottest fire <laughs> that has ever burned with the <laughs> fiery death of a thousand suns. Inspiring yourself, your party, and these two random mooks that are here with you, sending your holding the door. And you start to hear the crackling the roof, the of roof, the fire. The roof is on fire. On the roof. <laughs> the crackling we don't need the, no water. As the lantern catches <laughs> some of the oil that you tossed upon the roof, and the thatching starts to smolder and burn. And as you're listening, you don't hear any sound yet coming from inside the house. You don't hear anything approaching. You don't hear any slithering or hissing. You just over the just 
birds and insects in the background just having their day while you're trying to deal with this Medusa. You just hear the roof start to crackle and start to burn. And as the fire starts to spread a bit on its stats roof, because stats roofs are pretty flammable, the roar of the fire starts to get louder. But you still, you don't hear anything else. And as you're all waiting here with your weapons ready, not looking at the end of the door, looking wherever <laughs> else it is that we're looking, you still don't hear anything coming. You don't hear any windows shattering. Just hear this now roaring fire on the roof of this small home. And after a couple minutes of this fire just burning, the full play guy, the seemingly the leader of the group, uh, still staring at the ground, you hear a little bit of a shuffle of armor as he uh, peeks up a bit. Like, looks at the door and looks back down. It, is, is she coming? Coming or not, we won't know until the fire starts to burn through the, the second floor. Hi. Don't look. Just keeps holding us and started staring at the ground. <laughs> we have to wait until the second floor has started to actually burn. Because right now the roof is just collapsing. Yeah, right now it's just the roof, is, the roof is on fire. You have successfully set the roof on fire. And it takes a bit, even for something as flammable as this fast peat on the rooftop of a, oh, it was probably a higher end peasant's home. It takes a bit for that fire to really spread across the entire roof and for it to really start to take up into the smaller supports and timbers beneath the covering. And you start to hear the occasional crackles and smashes as bits of the roof start to fold in on the second floor. But after standing here for about 20, 30 minutes, that's still all we've heard. At this point, it's safe to assume the second floor is burning. At this point, the guy's kind of shuffling. There, You have two new friends here seem a little... Impatient or unsettled. And uh, the leader speaks up again. So, n now what do we do? I have a suggestion, but... Uh, I'm just going to say it. Why don't we all um, prick our fingers and see what color our blood is? How about that? Uh, I mean, we can see each other's faces. We'd be turned to stone. He kind of looks up and you hear the, his armor shuffling as he looks towards the door. I don't right understand. How does this help us kill a monster? I don't hear a monster in there. And I don't know you guys. Sorry. Not the trusting type. But with the amount of blood in the house, I do not think that any of these men would be standing if they were the monster. And the dude steps back a minute. And says, you see this trail of blood? I lose three of my mates fighting this beast, and you're to accuse me of being the monster. Just saying, I don't hear anything in there. I'm getting frustrated standing here waiting for something that's not coming. I'd, I'd look you in the eye, but I don't want to look towards the door. So just imagine 
that I'm very angry right now. <laughs> like, he's not wearing a face plate, right? No, he's not. And if I wasn't blindfolded, I'm sure our eye contact would be incredibly tense. Right. It would be a, yes. Absolutely. Very much so. So that's settled. But again, this is absurd. I apologize. I'm on edge. And I'm not trusting. It's things I need to work on in the future. <laughs> I, at, least, at least, at least, Anori realizes that self-help is a thing and uh, self-betterment. She's, uh, she's learning. The guy kind of shuffles a bit against his eye. Tensions are high. I don't hold it against you, last. But I understand. So... I rolled a twelve on perception just to like examine the state of the house. Are you looking like looking in the door or looking around the house? Look the house. Well, let's like, go I, I look around. See how far gone the second floor is. The the, <laughs> the majority of the building does seem to be stone, so you still only see fire coming up from the edges of the thatched roof around the top. But after thirty minutes, this is mostly hay and peat and burns pretty well, and the edges of it start to burn off. So you're really more seeing just the the haze above the home of the fire that has burned through. And beyond the rooftop, you, the walls don't appear to be fire. You don't see any fire, like you don't see any fire or heat coming through the door. You're not really positive from this position exactly how much of this home is currently on fire. There's no smoke coming out the front door yet. No, it's all just rising up from the rooftops. Well, how would you guys like to proceed? If you're trying to imply that you want to walk into a burning building blindfolded, no, Dara, I do not want to do that. <laughs> well, to, to be quite honest, he looks up, the, the building doesn't entirely look on fire. It, it is mostly stone. And snaps his head back down. Uh, <laughs> The roof is surely mostly gone. I mean, give it another 30 minutes or so, but I'm not right up to take on the, the monster hunting strategy here. This isn't my general day. We usually hire, they've, they've bounty hunters of sorts to deal with these things that pass through occasionally, but they got a, a name for them, a special kind that... They know about all these monsters, and they got ways of haunting them. I was hoping you were one of those sorts and come as an answer to the prayer to the gods, but... It doesn't seem like you right know a lot more than we do about this situation, but, uh... I don't... exactly know... what to do. Well, I mean, at this point... I think it's ready... For the the good old grand Nell idea, <coughs> we already tried. <laughs> yeah, we've already tried burning it down. It's going very slowly. Well, I mean, it, it's going at a, at a reasonable rate, to be fair. But I'm also not an expert in, in arson. I mean, why don't we just clear the first floor? Uh, I'll lean over to Nell and whisper in his ear. I'm like, so. How well do you think you could toss one of these men in, in through the door if I open it really quick? The door's open. It's busted open. 
Oh, it well, is definitely. How well again. do you think you could toss one of these men in through the door? Uh, so while you're whispering that, the guy speaks up again. So I, I'm not trying to uh, really make my own case here or take the, the glory in the situation, but I, I did right say it'd be best to go inside what before the building was on fire. I just want it noted <laughs> that he did. We should have done why. this. Before we set the house on fire. I'm going to pull the noble card. Oh, no. We're nobles. We're on our way back home to Stockies to take care of official business. And we stop to try and help the guards deal. No, with we're not. We're not guards. We're just hunters. A hunter in full plate. Have you seen the beasts that roam Marat? <laughs> like, yes, such as exactly, again, this specific <laughs> situation, I feel, is, is fair evidence for my choice of armaments. My, but my whole point with this is I'm going to pull the noble card and say that if we're the nobles and he's a hunter, why doesn't he go in first? Dude, he's I, obviously I covered from head to toe in metal. I'm not. You are also You're covered. Mostly I'm wearing breastplate. Okay, he has the fancy plate. head mask. He does have me. full plate. Okay, this is a fair point, but allow me to counterpoint <laughs> here. We tried already. We have done the best that we can. I, with six of us, we were incapable of taking this beast, and now we are three. And sure, I would like to believe I've trained well with. My Gusen, I named it. We do good work, but this is above my payroll, so to speak. You lot have magic. That thing has magic. We don't have magic. In my experience, and I'm not a particularly well-read man, the side with the magic usually wins against the side that doesn't have the magic. Which would, again, be us in this example. Uh, guys. It brings up some fair points. I mean, I'm all for going in the burning building. Because I have, point, I have to check worry. the second floor. Don't worry, like, we, we don't have to worry about the second floor. No worries here. Listen, I'm sure I could get CRN to sign on for this. We'll all just close our eyes. Nell will be in the front. We'll walk forward. <laughs> and I'll hold CRN out in front of me like a cross. And he can tell me when he sees the Medusa. And then we'll be able and ready, and we'll be fine. That's I'm going yeah. to wave my hand towards the guys in a very dismissive, don't ask sort of way, as <laughs> Inori literally <laughs> tells them her sword is going to tell us what's going on. At this point, on. you hear a voice around the, the side of the house. Uh, I had discussion. Are we, are we done? I'm, <laughs> so, real quick, I'm going to ask the plate mail dude. <laughs> What's his price? Because he said this is out of his pay grade. What's his price? Oh, Nell's throwing the money at the situation. I love I, it. I, I don't right know how to put a price on my own life. I, I don't know how to Everyone's gold. got a price. 100 gold to go first. 100 gold. I'll... 200 gold. It should have started higher, I realize now. 200 gold. <laughs> You said a hundred. Yeah, now I'm saying two hundred. 
<laughs> I didn't think you'd agree to that. Day, guys. Look, we're not gods. We're just humble. Hey, guards definitely don't make a hundred gold, let alone two hundred. Yeah, no, no, well, sure. That okay. I'm starting to. You're making me really consider my own mortality here. This is. <laughs> As a hunter, a hundred gold is more than you would see in the majority of your life. I, hmm. You're right. This is this is fair. Um. Hmm. Yes, they are. They I'll do even do you one that. better. All right. I, I'm awaiting this offer. That actually, somebody in the chat just did it. Um, a hundred gold. And permanent job and residence down in Stockies. Now, because we it, need the help. You see, we're, we're. I don't know if I right have a, a, a proper skill set as such. We are more of a, a nomadic sort. We don't have a, a proper home. Never really considered myself to be more the the settling down type. And the, the other one that's here in the front door hasn't spoken yet. He speaks out. I, I, boss. It, it seems like a, a fair good deal. We, we get. Uh, you know, assuming what with we don't die. I, 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 I. Um, you see, that would be problematic for us. Um, stockies, stockies, stockies. That's the one, the, the southern one, right? The, mm. the small little. I, we have plenty of work. To be done as well, which would require traveling. Well, so if are you, you are more what, nomadic, who have I run into here on the road? Well, my entire point for propositioning this to you is that we need armed and at least competent people. Right now, we're trying to expand the town, and there's a lot of things not as bad as Medusa, but similar. <laughs> and when we're not there, we need people who we can rely on. Mm-hmm. 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 So, well, uh, we we hmm. we wouldn't have a home of sorts. A hundred dollars, probably enough to be investing in property and in, in real estate. We'd we have, we have place no. Property you let me worry about that. Moving our cap would take some time, but uh, we'd we'd have to. Okay, all right. It, it, this offer is growing on me. I, I must admit, this is. And the building's just burning in the background as we <laughs> go. <laughs> the roof is still just crackling. The only thing you really hear on the background, the birds and, the, and whatnot, and the crackling fire, which I looked, I can't. I actually tried to find fire because I wasn't really prepared for how this was going to go on the soundboard, but I couldn't find anything that was just... Uh, Anori's going to look over at Kahina and, and like look at all these guys sitting here in their full plate, ready to go in here. And uh, look at this. You see what's happening here? Are we going to do something or not? Because obviously these men ain't going to do nothing. I mean... That's really bad fire. I mean, we could... I I mean, I usually stand behind him. If he takes a step inside, I mean... There. There's not much I can do. Okay, alright, let's settle this. We'll settle this deal here, because this is going nowhere, and we've only got so much time before this house burns entirely to the ground. I'm sure you lot have things to do, and we'd like to be other places. I'd like to see this beast dead. Okay, deal. As stands, 100 gold and a job. And you Town are. Guards. 
When we're not there, we need someone to make sure stuff doesn't go wrong while we're So you're saying there. the town does not currently possess guards, or are we being it added has, to an existing no, residue some, of, more. of guards of sorts? Okay, so... You can't rely on just a couple people to take care of more than they can handle. Hmm. So, uh, I'm, I'm confused. Are you, the, are you the, the captain of the guard here? Are you the... What, who We're am I speaking with right now? We are the Tributes of Stuckies. Dara over here is... The... Oh, the, the new Tributes. Oh, my name's Bobo. Pleasure to make your acquaintances. I don't right know the right formalities for nobility and whatnot. I do apologize, but with pressing matters to attend to right now. But does this come with a pardon by chance? Well, that would depend on who you upset. Okay, so in a, in a, this is a. This is this a purely theoretical situation. Out. This is a purely hypothetical. I just just tell me the truth. We're not going to bother that I am proposing. We don't really have law enforcement there at this point anyway, so I'm sure whatever you did is fine. I like what she said. Me. Those words, I like those words and how they sound. So, we <laughs> let me. We don't have guards like they do in the other tents. You don't have to worry about someone trying to turn you in. It's too small of a community for them to know who you are. <laughs> you see, this is this sounds likely, but I, I still feel that it would be in Maya and my my, my associate's best interests if this included a proper pardon. Just I, for in order to pardon any and all crimes to... that may or may not have theoretically <laughs> been committed in the past. Well, in order to pardon you, we have to who, know who we're pardoning you. Who from. exactly are we pardoning you from? All right, Count so again, theoretically, this is purely again just a thought exercise while we're waiting to pass the time. Of course. Uh, <laughs> if we were, uh, what a common folk would consider bandits, then. Okay. okay. Well, let's we, not let's not give it any. That's, we won't. We don't have to give it a title. Yeah, which wasn't even Yeah, but the name sound makes it sounds worse than it is, of course. Yeah, exactly. But, exactly. but we may not have spent our lives previously entirely within the confines of the Count's authority and his, how you say, laws. So, for any previous acts that may or may not have hypothetically been committed by myself and my compatriots as, the, I don't like the term bandits, but bandits. Right, right, okay, sure. This... So a different way to phrase this, are you a known individual? Hypothetically. Uh, I think we'd be very good bandits if we were, but... But that raises the question, of course, what is the, the end goal of, of banditry? Because you've got the two schools of thought, mayhaps. <laughs> One, of course, is you want to just make living and remain out of the public eye. That's it's more or less what we have hypothetically been going for. Uh, the other we might as well is just you have... hire you as the town lawyer. <laughs> you see, I don't right now have the proper schooling for that, but you got like your night swans in Lothidar who try to make their names and become well-knowns. I mean, that's a well and true proper bandit. That's a bandit the other little bandits can all look up to. But it's, it's a much more complicated life evading the law that takes more, 
you know, resources that are humble. Is that why you were so worried when we came up that we were bounty hunters? This is still hypothetical. Oh, of course. Well, hypothetically speaking, I might actually be a bounty hunter. I'm just saying. Actually, he said his name. Right, but... Knowledge local. Uh, I mean, it, it doesn't match... The only names you would have really seen so far are the four from that from the Beggar camp. Woods, and this yeah. is not any of them. And this, he's no. not in my... He's not okay, one I mean, of if he's this not is not those, one of I the 2,000 gold bounty Beggar Wood bandits, no. Yeah. I don't care who he is or what he's done. Right, my name, was, uh, job, my name was uh, Phaedrix. But I, we've not been introduced properly. Phaedrix, right. Um, uh, no, he said his name was was something else. No, it was Fabrix. And, uh, favorite, as my name is, hypothetically, <laughs> may have been a lesser-known bandit with a small bounty and, and, and lost it And if this, you know, but hypothetically, stable employment and a pardon for the previous hypothetical bandit-related activities... I would be more than happy to lead the way into the still actively burning building before us to make sure this producer is well and truly dead. I, I, dear husband, what do you say as the Tribune of, of Stuckies? Do Can we pardon these individuals for their help uh, to the community of ridding it from a very dangerous Medusa? Hypothetically. Hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically, yes, exactly. We're hypothetical. We're only, this is, again... If we're passing the time, I and my lads, of course, we like occasionally thinking on much simpler philosophical matters than a, Not in a, the future, though. This proper is for past transgressions. We're not considering this hypothetical life continuing. Perhaps. Yeah, well, of course. We'd be town guards. We'd have, like, a, an honor of sorts of stuff. Right, here. exactly. And it uh, seems reasonable that if we had any theoretical past of crime that that would be largely left behind us. And you hear it again around from the corner. What are... What are we doing? Are we... <laughs> nothing's come through the window. Are we still waiting? And Fubo would yell back. We're still waiting, lad! Get back to your window! We're discussing terms. Terms of... What? Don't worry about it! I'll let you know in a minute! Just watch that window! But don't look into it. But don't look in the window. <laughs> on account of the snake woman. But look around the window and make sure she doesn't come through. If she does come through, the next thing I want to hear from you is if she comes through that window, okay? <laughs> Otherwise, oh remain God. there until I retrieve you. Okay, so, where were we on this deal of sorts? Uh, Visa vis the pardon. I, I feel like he could be... Very much used to us. All right, yes, communicating no, with yes. the Beggarwood. Yes. Go in the I, house. Let's oh, go. Beggarwood. Yes, I'm familiar with the, the Beggarwood. But Stockies is... Is that what we're calling it now? Is Stockies a separate settlement? They're separate. They're separate. No, yeah, yes, of course. It's so. just near, so... Yes, I, I'm familiar with the Beggarwoods. I, uh... It's... it's Gertrude's still running the business down there, I suppose. Not because I would have been in contact with her for any previously mentioned hypothetical bandit activities. Yeah, but I'm familiar with Gertz the woman. She's a... And Dara's I... gonna step up and just be like, would you just go in the house? Yes. This Pardon. is a deal done. Let's get in the house. We, I don't believe we've arrived at a solid conclusion Shake on the on county it. pardon. 
Yo, shake, gonna... we we'll shake on the deal. That's how that's how we uh nobles do deals, yes, and he puts his hand out, still looking at the ground, just vaguely towards the party and runs back and forth. So whichever of you is technically the tribune. Then I shake my hand and I'm like, just get in the house. I was like, okay. Alright. Let's do this. Alright. Okay. Hold on. This is uh I know I've agreed. I'm I'm gonna be Get in the house. I need a moment. <laughs> I have to step in and make it. Yes, we're coming, but you're taking the lead. Right behind you. Point of this. I gotta put my blindfold back on. Okay. As part of this, am I looking for the Medusa with my eyes? You're looking at the floor. Okay, I can do that. We look at the floor. Get in the house. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'm gonna hold my sword like I was talking about doing as we walk in. And hopefully, he will tell me if he sees the Medusa! And so, the group of you... here... I'm not going in the house! Well, I'm just giving you a map, oh, you know, okay. on <laughs> the chance the that the I map I'm paying this guy. becomes important. So, this guy steps up, his Gisarn, raised it kind of at one hand, not even like wielding it, just like holding it out forward like the ten-foot pole it is. Poking around the ground and with his other hand just up, all cautious like, as he's looking at the ground and then just like every now and then glancing up to see if there's anything in front of him. And you can still hear the fire on the floor above you. And the man heads in a little further and points to the ground and says, It looks like the, uh, the blood trail here leads up to this staircase. Looks like she, she got upstairs. Alright, well, that's that! Solved then, sir, this is burnt to death, so we can leave? We can't leave. We have to at least check around. And let that all start stepping inside. We don't have to go upstairs, because upstairs is burning. Well, the other two doors that I, I see here appear to be closed. And as you look around, you hear timber clunk down on the roof. There do look like there are just two exits, so one on each side of this main area here. Uh, both those doors are closed, and the fairly heavy blood trail leads to a spiral staircase here in the corner, and it climbs up to the floor above. Uh, the main room here is fairly scarcely furnished, with just a couple of uh, chairs and couches around a central table, and has not appeared to catch any amount of fire, and isn't even really that hot quite yet. But other than a couple rugs, there's nothing really of note in here. Are there any more lamps in here that we could use to make more fire? I would imagine the first floor is mostly stone. Well, the boards are wood. I don't know how much that's really going to help us, but, uh... We don't need to worry about burning this building any more than we already have. It'll cave in on itself and it uh, will Given enough time, the building, of course, will collapse and then... I'm assuming that this pardon also includes arson, mostly on account of the fact that it was you lot, really, that did it. Yeah. So... We definitely haven't got as far as the arson. There's I no money to be had in burning buildings. We could always send word to, uh, Voinum or, or, uh, Count Lothi that we burned the Medusa out. He kind of looks up as he hears the timber fall down. And steps over towards the stairs. And uh, as he's making his way slowly towards the staircase, he reaches down and picks up what appears to be a folded piece of parchment that uh, is stained with uh, 
bloody fingerprints that's dropped half unfolded on the ground. Was she? Is this hers? Well, she's certainly gone upstairs. And I just kind of tosses it back on the ground. So I'm gonna read I'm, that. Yeah. Probably can't. Is it a scroll? And uh, no, it is actually just a letter. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So and I'm gonna pick that up and I'm gonna read Shemby it. Also, I don't know if you're too far from your mic or whatever, but you got real quiet in the last like two minutes. Okay. That's better. So uh, as you uh, pick it up and you unfold it and look at it, it is just a letter. Uh, addressed to a Cecius, and it's written in a woman's handwriting, and it's just making fun of him. Uh, it appears to be a response to what very possibly could have been a love letter, uh, based on the very aggressive and absolutely soulless teasing that's going in here, making fun of his dreams and his aspirations and his poem. And ending with this simply that there was no chance in this world or any of the heavens or hells that she was going to make time for a common peasant that their parents didn't even have the grace to name something better than Cecius. Pretty well, scathing, all harsh. things considered. It's pretty harsh. It's pretty harsh. So... The man heads up the stairs, very slowly and very cautiously. And as he gets to the top, uh, I need a light from someone. Would it not be on fire? Well, the roof, oh yeah, the roof is, I guess, very on fire. There's plenty of light. Uh, the sun will be coming through at this point. I need to turn on, a little. I just, I I'm looking at, at my map. I'll just turn on global, because the very top is very much going to be globally <laughs> eliminated on account of the fire. And he comes up through these uh, bits of burning peat and hay that have dropped down. Um, it doesn't appear to be much damage to the second floor, really. Uh, the roof is largely in various states of burning, and I'm a little concerned it's going to fall on me, but beyond that, this floor is much less on fire than I expected it to be. Upstairs we go. So Nell comes upstairs as well. Who else wants to come to the upstairs? I know Ari. It's like she wants to come to the upstairs. Oopsies. That's the outside. Which is like the upstairs, but not. <laughs> Are we all going? This is party time. Everyone's coming upstairs except Dara who's standing with that one other hypothetical bandit outside waiting. <laughs> Dara's yeah. hanging out here, not burning to death or getting turned to stone. Exactly. Alright, so as the rest of you make your way upstairs, through the bits of fire, you can see in the far room what appears to be the dead body of a Medusa, lying in a pool of what must be her own purplish blood, with some amount of the timbers and beams from the roof starting to come down, just sort of smoldering and around her. She is in a very odd pose. There is another statue in here. And she is wrapped around its feet like a, a cat curled up. Uh, this statue isn't wearing any armor and doesn't have any weapons. He seems to be wearing a fairly common peasant's tunic and just very, very basic cheap clothes. 
and he just looks startled. But he is very much stunned. And uh, as everyone gets to the stairs, he's like, Alright, we've all seen it! She's dead! I'm, I'm convinced! I feel I've had my right out. vengeance! No, 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 no. We need to make sure she's dead before we're, we start. We're she looks dragging this relatively out. dead to me, but the, still... I believe that uh, my services here, as, for, as per the terms of our deal, are more or less complete, so I would like to head back downstairs now. If you wish to go poke the dead snake woman, more power to the lot of you. Far beyond my stature to tell nobles what to us, do. Officially, as of right now, help me drag the body down. We need to do this quickly. No arguing. Let's go. I think you need Fine. to confirm dead before you start dragging the body now. That's what he's going with me for. Uh, no, we're doing that from a distance. Yes, thank you, Baylor. Baylor can, Baylor can test whether or not she's dead from a distance. Fair. And as he's just kind of looking at the body, he's like, "All right, so uh, this is about this magic, I assume. So, I'm gonna let you. We're just here to back him up. Do your thing. I'll stand here, with my armor and my Marion." He holds this guitar in front of him, now looking very much at this dead Medusa. And as uh, she lies there on the f uh, on the floor, kind of wrapped around the feet of the statue. And Pathfinder Medusas, they're not, like, lamey as their Gorgons. They do not have snake bodies. Like, she has regular people body, just a Medusa head. She's just kind of curled up around the base of this statue. And she has... She or somebody appears to have put a small crown of wildflowers on the statue's head. Uh, she has a dagger on the ground next to her that is bloodied with what appears to be human blood. And she just left it on the floor and she has a bag with more papers coming out of them. And one more letter under her dead hand on top of the statue's foot. That one's open. It doesn't look like it's folded. It's just a, a loose piece of parchment. Well, I'm a shooter. All right, you're going to shoot her. What do we shoot? Uh, you shoot a wooden spear. That sounds like that's a pretty good shooting. We'll take that. So you are going to stand way, way back here and not kill land. And you are going to launch a wooden spear that just thuds into the Medusa's body and it scoots it an inch or two. But there's no other reaction. This Medusa seems like it is very much dead. Okay. I'm going to retrieve the stuff with the heavy armor individual. Put something over her head. This, okay, this is, I feel like, a question I perhaps should have asked prior. Does this thing still happen with the dead Medusa? As he's very much looking away from it. Hence why that's a Baylor question. Yeah, well, that's, that's the case. Baylor, no, it does not. That's what I figured. It does not. Well, Kahina doesn't like looking at it, so we're going to put a bag on its head anyway. All right, so we're going to do this really quick style, partially because I would like to be done with this, and, and yeah, mostly because the, the still-collapsing flaming roof is an ever-present threat, so... And he's gonna head in. Yeah. So. Kahina will grab the, all the letters and stuff while you guys deal with the body. And as you yeah, so pick up we'll the. We'll just carry the body out and you can grab the letters. Five Got or six letters. As you, as you come into the room, this appears to have been a yeah. bedroom. And it doesn't look like it was lived in. It's hard to tell but on account of the fire and just starting to catch on some of the furniture and the bed is on fire here for sure. But it looks like it was still abandoned uh, until very recently where things have been cleaned off and there were a few. 
ironically now just disintegrated from the fire candles set up near the foot of the bed. But you pick up all the letters. Nell and this guy pick up the uh, shoulders and legs of this Medusa and just haul her like a potato sack out of this room. And I imagine back down to outside. Yes. Because you begin build burning building. Probably should be on our way to Elspeth. And you pick this up, and as you look, and you've got about three or four letters from her bag, as well as what a small packet of what appear to be little cookies that were wrapped up in some wax paper that looked fairly homemade, and a small journal, and some quills and basic art supplies. It's really weird assortment of things for Medusa to have. But you have the letters, you have the stuff that was in her bag. It's uh, about probably 30 gold and loose gold and silver coins and the paper that was under her hand that was just a uh, she held against the statue and wasn't folded did you make your way outside so I, I guess what the outside you get to start. just outside the door and uh, once you get there i imagine dara and the one random guy are going to see the medusa being carried out and i don't know what your reaction to this is but the dude who hardly talks could get tilt his head and put his long sword up. We did it! We actually killed the thing! Dara's gonna roll and be like, oh, thank God. I'm always gonna walk up to Dara and put a hand on, on his shoulder and be like, hey, thanks for your help in there, bud. <laughs> You're welcome. I had the exit covered. And, uh, let's see the other guys. I kind of peek on the corner. No! I know I wasn't supposed to say nothing, but we, have, we appear to be done. Am I still watching the window? Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's moving. Run, guys. Run that's away. That's with literally, I would immediately like, duck down and start the fate, the, the third guy would drop his longsword on the ground and just start running. <laughs> and the guy who's holding it just kind of look at you like, shake her a bit. She seems right dead to me. Look at that. What a clean hit. That'll uh, drop one of her legs he's holding and kiss his side. Ah, marry him. You never let me down. And put it back over his uh, shoulder, put it strapped, pick up her leg, and like, okay, so where are we taking this exactly? I more or less figured we were just confirming she was dead. Pretty much, but in case anybody asks why we burnt a building, we need a body. So as you're coming out of here, Kahina, I imagine looking at these various letters, uh, the first one that catches your eye is the open one that looks like it was penned very hastily, and that one is has, like, spots of blood, like they were dripping on it. And it's not addressed to anyone, it's not a letter, it's just a quick paragraph of text scrawled very quickly, or very, very hastily, by a possibly dying Medusa. It just says, I'm such a fool. Of course a lone highborn woman traveling the road alone would be an appetizing target. I got three of them, but I took a bad hit. Even with supplies in my kit, I don't know if I'll make it. Without them, I won't last the night. Whoever finds this, I'm sorry. I never meant for it to end like this. And then just at the bottom, I'm such a fool. And uh, as you get outside, the armored guard drops the legs like, All right, fantastic, so we're done here. Uh, well, good work all around, I say. Well, yeah, I mean, as long as nobody questions why we burnt, like, was there even anyone living here? I mean, there was I... the guy, unfortunately, upstairs, but this place doesn't look lived in. Well, it looks right deserted to me. I don't know if she was used as a lair or what, but 
It's gone now. Apologies to the owner of this establishment, whenever that was, but not much could be done there. Yeah, the, the whole reason that we had to retrieve her, like I said, just if anybody asked why we burnt a building, we have proof. So, just yep, covering this... ourselves, being safe. Why would she attack the highborn one? What was her goal? I mean, we put that Yeah, we, we haven't seen that, that letter. You haven't seen mm -hmm. that letter. Oh, just yeah. Said. yeah. You clarity yeah. again. I don't know what Strike that means today, Shemuel. She I said think... that she, like, she was posing as a highborn woman. And as you look through, uh, if you're kind of curious about that, you start unfolding some of the rest of the letters. It seems to be more uh, letters that she had received that were from Cecius, who are pretty hard to read, or which are pretty hard to read because he looked like he was fairly, barely literate. But uh, based on the one side of this conversation you have, you have his initial love letter with his really just terrible poem that he tried to write to open it up to this woman he'd seen in a marketplace and mustered up the courage to come back and hand her this, which is apparently this Medusa. And uh, his very hurt but still determined response to her scathing reply, and it seemed to have slowly developed into what's as close to an actual relationship as possible. And the last two letters are his response to finding out what she is, because she apparently told him in a letter saying he doesn't care and that nothing is going to stand between them and the last one recommending this abandoned farmstead as a place for them to finally meet properly oh i wonder if she like showed up there and uh accidentally looked at him and... <laughs> is looking through these while nell and uh Bubo are hauling this dead Medusa over to the horse for an excuse as to why. Again, we have set an entire building on fire. I'm still suggesting cut the head off. It doesn't yeah. seem like it'd be much easier Come to on. transport, I must admit. Come on, guys. I mean, we don't need the body. We just need the head. I think you should cut the head off when we go into Lothidar, see if there's a bounty on creatures like this. Read the letters, right? I am. If Anori wants to come over and read the letters with her, she'll pass them over as she's Dan, reading you can through. you can read through all the same things, sir. I said, uh, he would, uh, Bubo would turn to Baylor and say, is there, is there typically bounties for things like is this? Is that like a sort of career that one could make? It would make sense, I'd assume, of the, the monster hunting mercenaries that from previously, but I wasn't aware of something because it's something just anyone could get into. I mean, you. technically, yes, as long as you're ready to put your life on the line daily. All right, I mean, and, and as a follow-up question to that, are there monsters that are less, well, generally horrible than this snake woman? Because, I mean, it seems like a good, it just... Not that anyone's really going to pay you for. Yeah, fair. That was a thought. Uh, so, Nori, you read through the letters as well as you're going back to Hina and looking through whatever this was and seeing I mean, this ill-fated meeting between Definitely these two here in this time my displeasure. Let's have a little bit of respect here. Come on. You are like super duper quiet. I know new nice. computer or whatnot, but today's technical issue is your volume. Can, can I just roll like a knowledge local to see if I know whether or where I would go about something like a bounty like this? Yeah, go and roll, yeah roll me a knowledge local. See what we've learned about the area where we could take a Medusa's head. I guess should I as well. Yeah, either. Both you can go ahead and throw one for me. 
Baylor's got a 19. Nell's got a 22. That makes sense to be more Nell's alley. Uh, you would know that typically, for, you don't know if Murat has one in specific, but most places a Baron or a Count nearby will just pay a small sum of coins, a few gold pieces for removing monsters in the area. Uh, there's not like a standing agreement to the thing, but it's not uncommon for people to slay, again, I guess I'm just going to keep using Manticores and Medusas as our examples, bring the head to the local Baron or Count and get a couple of gold coins for their troubles. That's a lot of money to most people. Yeah. Well, most people can't kill one, so... Yeah, it's usually people getting very lucky, or a hunting party that is very much prepared. So... Or they found one that died of old age. Yeah, or they just found a head. They're like, I did this, and then they get three gold or whatever. So what we're saying is, is we need to go and pay Bartleby a visit on the way out. So we killed if, a Medusa. If the amounts are that low, I don't even know if it's I even mean, worth the trip. Technically, these guys killed it. So they would be the ones turning in the bounty, but they can't go there. Mm-hmm. He does raise several fair points. We <laughs> did, I mean, based on the, the wounds is mostly me, if I'm being quite honest here, did slay this beast, but I feel it would also be a, just a generally poor decision to knock on the Count's door uh, on account of the, again, hypothetical, hypothetical. Yeah. Well, you have been offered... The gold you've been offered from us. This is true, and that is probably a much grander sum than I would get for returning the head to such a ruler anyway, so I suppose it is in my best interest to just take the deal I've been offered, and, well, we'll make our way to Stockies. It, it may take some time. We're going to need to head back to our camp and gather our various things, but uh, so where exactly ensure... is this, this settlement? Did, did, did you say where? Well, right. I it's near the Beggar Woods, I assume. It's yeah. Just follow, follow the road. Yeah, just follow the road down to uh, the O'Kara Estate, I believe. I the map's not up, so I, I don't know the exact directions. Oh no, 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 Stockies. Stockies. Oh, I always thought this was statues. I'm yeah, not. I've only seen it written. No, no, no documents and, and whatnot. I'm not... I mean, it, the pot taught me most of the... Uh, I, mean, I would say conservative estimate, like 70% literate or so. It was a, it was a weird word. It, it, CH isn't supposed to make that sort of a case sound from my understanding. No, I, I, I know where Statues is, Statues is. Okay. Okay. I didn't know people to lived ensure there. your cooperation with our deal. Obviously, if I give you 100 gold right now, I don't know where you're going to go or what you're going to do. Well, fair. I would, of course, prefer the coin up front. You, you know, in my 50. line of business, which is the legitimate you know, merchant sorts of things and not the hypothetical banditry, the forward payment is usually the safest bet. But when and dealing with nobles, you get paid when the job is completed. You get paid half up front, half when completed. And nah, ensures that the deal is done properly. This seems fair. Uh, leaving the reason to follow through and whatnot, but still the show of good faith with the 50 gold pieces initially. I, I understand. I'll agree to this. And I'll, I'll just give him five platinum out of my pocket. 
So hey, is your this. friend all right? I mean, I saw him running away a little bit ago. I was just messing <laughs> no, he around. He would have at this point, like, come back around. I made his way slowly back over to the group. And then we all just could be kind of awing around five platinum pieces. He's like... Well, thank you very much for your, uh... I suppose, what is technically a commission? Is it yes. Sir Lord Count... They just call me Nell. Esquire. I'm a businessman as far as you're concerned. <laughs> Nell. Well, it's fantastic doing business with you. Uh, hopefully we should be able to collapse our camp and take our things to the... It's really just swamps around stock... Stockies? Mm. Stockies? Stockies. It's been it? improving lately. Yes. Hmm. New housing, hmm. new... new... New cleared lands. We can. I'm sure we can find you somewhere to set up camp if you wish to keep the nomadic lifestyle. If you wish for an actual house, we can see about that as well. I'll clap now on the shoulder. That sounds like the fruits of good leadership, my lad. Uh, Lord, I suppose, technically, uh, boss. Technically. Not really sure what the title you guys have quite yet, but we can sort these things out now. There's uh, in, in a few days and we arrive with our thing. So we will meet you down there. I look forward to guarding and what not. To be completely honest, I really only understand one particular part of a guard's job, but I've been led to believe that's probably not the majority of what they do. Hey, the most important thing is it's honest work, all right? Eh, there's something to be said for that indeed. Thank you, No, And thank you all of you for helping us put an end to this horrible monster that's been terrorizing the countryside or whatever. Well, apparently it was mostly you. I mean, you must have laid a pretty good shot on that thing for it to just go Oh, yeah, but of course. I often pat myself on my own back here further than I've already done. I did some right good work. Because I thought I'd smile and <laughs> Another this thing a good to be careful about. Though. Stay away from the waters down there. Oh, no. Yeah, I've, I've got a general tendency of staying away from the waters on most of Marat ever since the, you've had the stories, I'm sure, the general. Uh, it's just, I figure if you want to avoid certain civilizations, I, I would not suggest getting near the waters down there near Stockies. Well, I thoroughly enjoy not being eaten by giant catfish. So, already, something I'd take into personal heart, but I appreciate the advice. And uh, with this, I believe we take our leave. Yep. Yes. My lord. Good evening to you. Oh, that's and, uh, it. My lord's that one over there. Fair enough. My lord. <laughs> I have several questions about that in a later occasion because you don't appear to be telling me. But I beside the point. <laughs> anyway, right. And he just kind of turns around yep. and walks off down the road. I mean, we go back to the horses. Have I just become the accidental <laughs> captain of the guards? Uh, I mean, I were you ever you not have... going to be? You have become some variety of a captain of the guards that you just started by hiring some definitely not bandits <laughs> who definitely not just tried to bandit a woman walking down the road who definitely just happened to be a Medusa and killed three of them. But well, uh, they learned their lesson. Yeah. <laughs> this is not 
how I saw this quest going in my yeah, head, but uh, <laughs> I'm okay with how it turned out. So, I mean, if he's strong enough to do that to a Medusa, I'm, I'm not feeling bad at all about payrolling him. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a pretty good hire to me, all things considered. Also, considering he knows about the beggar wood, that's yep. some good inside information. I did have several ideas for how this quest could possibly go. <laughs> Zero of them involved burning down the house and then hiring the bandits. But I'm okay with how this went. He's such a cool character. That we might be to. the most Pathfinder thing that has ever happened. I also did not intend for you to talk to these guys for any longer than a hemp and Medusa. And then you walk inside. I, it's read times these like letters, these. I come outside Paul. and probably kill the three of them was mostly what I thought was going to happen. But, uh. No, no they killed a Medusa. That's a monster. I don't care. But we ended up with this going a whole lot better, and, well, suddenly, Boobo the X-Bandit is a new character. That's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Had absolutely zero intentions for when we started streaming today. But... Where's Mokasar? We need a new token. <laughs> <laughs> As you saddle up your horses, I suppose probably leaving. Uh, I already forgot the random name I gave to the first bandit with Boobo. And taking a Medusa head with you instead to ride Truchio. the rest of the way to, uh, was it Truchio? I don't know what the hell I called That's what you said. Whatever I said, we'll stick with that. Um, <laughs> you guys continue on out to Lothidar the rest of the way. This burning fire and rising smoke behind you is the Leaping roof, destruction in our wake. The roof <laughs> collapses the rest of the way. And Burninating burn the countryside. Abandoned farmstead. And uh, Boobo's new light on, new lease on life to meet you guys later. That's a pretty good time for a break, if I do say so myself. But <laughs> Reed, really, just reconsider the position of being a GM and how it doesn't matter how much you plan for things, literally nothing goes at all how you expected it to go. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, I love this. This is this right here. He's going to be leading the charge when we go fight Bartleby. This entire last two and a half hours that I thought was going to be a maybe 30-minute side quest, <laughs> this entire last two and a half hours really is exactly why I love tabletop games and why I love Pathfinder. Because the most Pathfinder thing for. ever. And that might be the most Pathfinder two hours that ever happened on this stream. Ever. I mean, not even on this stream or on my personal stream going back through like three other campaigns. I think that is in the Super Hall of Fame scenes with at least I have Iron Skin. <laughs> and basically suplexing a Shoggoth off of a pyramid in an alien world. Too. Catching the Shoggoth with my yep. teeth. <laughs> Which is also pretty good. There's pretty good times. I I'm going to stick with suplexing when I tell it, though, because it sounds more impressive. But <laughs> let us continue our adventure here. So you make your way the rest of the way, uh, having been slowed down now for what's about an hour in-game. On your way out to Lothidar, but still most of the way there. And the sun will have set, and it is, again, solidly evening by the time you roll into Lothidar proper. You had to stop here overnight one time before. You already know the inn. You could spend a couple silver and that was like two silver for each of you. So we're sitting at a solid gold, one gold piece for the five of you to stay in that inn for the night and uh, have an evening meal. 
And then the next morning, unless there's anything you guys want to do evening in town, like the shops won't be open at this point, but is there anything you guys wanted to do before you head into an inn and rest for the night? Uh, yes. I would like to take a stop by the Church of Abadar and speak to the Archbishop if they are available. Uh, at this late in the evening, the Archbishop would no longer be at the chapel. The chapel doesn't, like, close, but there's only one or two clerics that are really running it this late in the evening. The bank portion uh, is bare bones if someone needs some small amount of coin. There's not really much clerical services available, and the archbanker retires to her own home this late in the evening. You could stop by and find out when she's going to be in tomorrow. Yeah. If she's not there, I would definitely ask. Uh, you I would go to... by regardless. Yeah, yeah, you're going to head by either way. Uh, but as you head into the chapel there, you... Where is my thing? I had a... I need to spend more time figuring out where I hit all the buttons in Sirenscape. I definitely had a Sirenscape button for the church. But I can't find it at this exact moment, but it's okay. I'll find it by the time we go in there in the morning. But you would ask him to... Oh, most morning she's here around sunrise to sunset to oversee the activities here in the temple. Uh, if you need anything urgent, of course, my lord, it is not unheard of to call on her at her estate, but... Oh, nothing urgent. Just uh, talks of land and money transfers and usual business. Just... Wanted to make sure if she wasn't here that I would catch her when she is. Linaza, of course. And for for such dealings, any of our uh, acolytes here can assist you with basic transfers, deeds, purchases, anything you may need during the daylight hours. Any time, of course, than Sunday. Oh, uh, they would have potions uh, that you could purchase there, right? I don't know that they would keep much on hand for actual potions. Like, selling potions isn't really what the temple does. That would be more like a, an alchemist or an apothecary. Okay. Well, I mean, would there happen to be an alchemist available? Not open. I didn't think so. So yeah, I gotta do shopping on the next day. Yeah, uh, the shopping time is certainly going to be the next morning as you make your way around the town when it is not the middle of the night. So is there anything else anyone else wants to head to before we head to bed? Is is there much time before we would be heading to bed? Uh, I imagine it's it's sundown, so it's not like it's super late. It's just after most of the things have closed down. So probably have a few hours. Because I have several scrolls I want to write down in my book if I'd be able to spend some time working on that. Yeah, so you got like you can stay up for four or five hours and now pretty easily and still wake up at a reasonable time. It's not the middle of the night, it's just after sundown and most things are closed. Well if I've got two hours I or four hours I can knock out two level twos. Yep. You can do that. Also you got four hours you can uh, copy two level two spells into your spell book, and that takes a spellcraft check, does it not? Uh, I one I, I can just take ten on. Oh, okay, fair enough. So you know, you if you wanted to loan me a few, I could again get that spell off you that we were talking about and write it in my book and join you. 
And we could be spell writing buddies. Which? Oh, uh, I wanted to get that mirror image off of you. I thought you learned mirrors when you leveled up. Mm-mm. Didn't take it. Oh, you changed your mind? Yeah. Okay. He talked him but, out of that last week. <laughs> but I still enough. want it. And... But could... I can't be writing in my book and he also be copying from my book, can we? Yeah, that sounds like oh, only yeah. two people trying to use the same book simultaneously. I don't know if that is a thing that will work. Question but, uh, for you real quick, Squid. What's up? The chapel under the Senate Hall where we found that little fey dude. Yeah, yeah. What chapel? What kind of chapel, chapel was that? That was a, a that was a rodent, yeah, Erodine. Thank okay. you very much. Yes, Erodine. I think it's. I'm still. I'm actually not positive. Is it Erodin or Eridin? I'm still not a hundred percent. I'm how, still what carrying the actual the box. pronunciation for that one is. I'm, I'm still carrying the box that I stole from from there. So <laughs> do you I still have to the remember. tithing box that you yeah. stole from this stupid little gremlin? So I needed to put because it just says small holy box. So I need to put of Erodin. That's well, definitely not Erodin. You might as well write Erodin on there. <laughs> there you go. I think yeah, that's what, it. Yeah, that's right. Okay. That's how you spell it. Spelling I was it, only I can one do. letter off. Pronouncing it, not so much. So you uh, do whatever it is for your evening here. Baylor copies a couple scrolls into his spell book. Nell contemplates the tiny tithing box he stole from a gremlin. Uh, several weeks ago underneath the Senate Hall after they had been trapped there by the Exaltation Day Massacre. The rest of you just have a nice evening of questioning how your lives have ended up where you currently are. <laughs> Dar and Kahina just go have dinner and drinks <laughs> and be like, um, oh, yeah. food and drink so today alcohol. happened. Yeah, that was a thing. And no one, thing. including me, out of character, was expecting. Not that I have a character. I have many characters. You are but the character. A, I am character. None of your characters were expecting this. None of the characters. <laughs> I actually had to create an entirely new one just to handle the situation. And his name is now Boobo Medusa Slayer. <laughs> comma, ex-hypothetical mercenary. <laughs> Or bandit, ex hypothetical bandit, ex mercenary probably sounds better. That's what you can put on the resume. Oh, so highwayman, highwayman, highwayman. Yeah, I need to stop at like, a bar and buy like... another gallon of ale. Because <laughs> I gave well, one that's, of the ones that that's certainly something you can pull off in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah that is actually a thing you can totally do. Well, no, because... I gave one of the ones that I was planning on sharing with um, the the dude from the Pathfinder Society to the Fae, so I need another one. Yeah, Blanc currently has a gallon of ale that you gave him. And, uh, I mean, the good news is that the things that are still open are taverns, so you can definitely just purchase another cask of ale. But you are, I guess, it's just the vast majority of your backpack most of the time. It's just, or you probably leave it at home, realistically. But Yeah, the other one is sitting back at the house. So, well, just, yeah, it's I'm, still. This one is also going to go in the house. Just you don't know. Gremlins. You left it with the Fae. It may not be True. there anymore. They might actually drink. They that. may have drank it. You're not really sure what the alcohol capacity of a group of three Domovoy is, <laughs> but it may or may not be more than a gallon of ale. 
They seemed pretty <laughs> excited about it. So you probably need some more oil. You grab another gallon of ale, and you guys settle down for the night. And you wake up the next morning uh, with time to spend an hour preparing your spells and whatnot before the glory of morning and the rising sun, and you have a Lothidar at your disposal. So any basic... What are you guys after? I know we're taking a trip to the Temple of Abadar, but and an what's the plan for the day, my friends? Kahina is going to go do what she didn't get to do last time, which is to visit the wife of the guy they had to hunt at Birdsong to arrange for the dairy to start stocking stockies with dairy foods to start a trade and to, in case he hasn't been able to let her know what he set up with us. Okay. It is worth mentioning I still have the statue, by the way. I thought you gave it to Bubo. No, he didn't take it. He didn't say anything about taking it. He didn't. He wasn't particularly interested at that point. I mean, what's he going to do with the statue of his dead friend? So I guess you do actually still have the statue of a dead guy. Are you really continuing to carry the statue for no reason? No, I'm I'm keeping it. (laughs) You're keeping a corpse. It is a very well-statued corpse at this point. It is absolutely a dead person. I worship Shaylin, so at this point, I am preserving art until it can be returned to a person. Your art is a corpse. I mean... I'm I'm not a character in the party that is saying this, but I mean I feel like I'm my, my I mean, but no, my is, you know Kahina he 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 gives that excuse and Kahina goes, ah, according to the teachings, he's not wrong. I'm fine with it. My intention is to one day fix this. Do you not think it would be in poor manners to keep the body of one our new captain of the guard? His friend around as well, I'm a the captain. piece of art. So oh, what do you okay. want to do? You want to put I'm him in the, the on the front lawn? No, I'm going to keep him inside in like a closet or something. It just it <laughs> needs to it needs to sit somewhere and not be broken and not be damaged until the day that I can fix him. What and are you going to do this with every dead body you come across? Well, that's effectively what you're doing with it. No, as a show of good, of good faith towards our new guards for the city, I am vowing to bring one his day, dead friend and put him on display in stone form. So it will not be on display. Baylor, from be... your, your knowledge arcana check earlier, you would know that the spell necessary to unpetrify a corpse is a sixth level spell, whereas raise dead is a fifth level spell. It is actually harder to make this guy less dead than a regular dead person. Super dead now. He is actually by by levels of arcane power. This guy is plus one dead than a regular he's, person. Uh, he's right. more dead than your average corpse. He is extra strength dead. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, no I mean, I did say I was gonna keep it. Listen, now, now, buddy, I understand. I get it. You want to do the right thing here. You want to try to save this man or preserve the art or whatever you want to call it. I get where you're coming from. All right, but at the end of the day, no, that's a dead body. Okay, let's let's not let's not cut corners here. Let's not sugarcoat this. That's a dead body. I mean, despite some respect, despite it being a dead body, 
I'm not allowed to break this. Like, I, I can't just leave this out somewhere to be potentially damaged either. I have my responsibilities. That All right, I'm then, now you're going to have to physically stop me from destroying it then. If that's what, what we, what we got to come to here. So you're willingly going to destroy it. I can't have you dragging around dead bodies. Come on, we got better things to do, man. I'm not dragging it around. It's attached to the back of the horse. <laughs> that means that I am not dragging it. The horse is dragging it. What's the difference? <laughs> the horse is also not dragging it. No. That would my, be insulting it. My friend, you test my patience sometimes. I mean, you can ask Kahina. She will agree. We can't just break it. We can't destroy it. We can't leave it to be potentially disgraced. You know, I, I, we're a party of five. Although, and a I will two. say, there is also, Shellen would also find the beauty in a decaying statue as well, left to nature's beauty. Don't you have some tarts to eat, Kahina? I'm did, trying did to talk just, this man down. Did I, <laughs> she just said that... She just agreed with you. She just agreed with Inori. Nori's not paying attention. She just wants this thing gone. She can't handle it anymore. I mean... I will agree to leave it somewhere where it will not fall over and be broken. <laughs> it's not going to stand till the end of time. No, but I can't just let it fall over and be broken. Although, in Nell's defense, we do have a bunch of magical fae that have been keeping the house from rotting on the inside for 10 years. If anybody could preserve a statue, it would be them. I know, Ciaran. I can't convince him to stop dragging the body around. I don't get it, okay? I don't know what you want me to do. I mean, what if I was just to leave it with the fae under the house in their little cave where we never have to see it? So they have a friend. Are you guys so they have a corpse. right now? They have a corpse. You're going to bring our new friends, the guys that manicure our house, a corpse, and say, here you Statue. go. It's a dead person in statue form now. Petrification is not the same as being dead. dead. It's stronger no. than being dead. dead. It is arguably worse, but it's not a dead I'm going body to the body. dairy. Bye. <laughs> She's going to grab Dara and start and Baylor and start walking. Well, I don't know. I think Baylor is invested in this conversation. Okay, if Baylor's invested in the conversation, she's going to grab Dara Dara, and start walking. Are you you going as Kahina drags you out of this, uh, whatever is going on, the debate about the corpse versus the statue versus the work of art? Okay, I'll ask you this. We have confirmed that the Medusa killed these people, correct? Yes. By turning them into art, correct? By this turning them art, into this is a corpse. Well, yep. he thinks it's art, Baylor. Now you want to pipe up, really? I don't I've been control... saying this the whole time. Oh, I don't man. control the opinions on what is and is not art. A statue is, by definition, a form of art. I did not There's make a that. statue that someone creates with the intention of it being art. The Medusa this is a dead body. You hear a knock. At the uh, outside of the bedroom that you're staying at. I suppose I will go and answer the door. And there's a little young blonde lady who just kind of looks up at you. Um, I'm sorry to bother the lot of you, but the proprietor is concerned (laughs) that you've Do you you have a dead body in a tavern? No. No, it's art. (laughs) 
that's 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 all I said. He told me to ask. That's that's all I had to know. Thank you. But uh, this this talk is upsetting some of our morning patrons. If you could keep the discussion down a wee bit, we'd appreciate it. Thank you for letting us know. We will stop being a disturbance. She just bows out and leaves. <laughs> Goes back downstairs. We can finish discussing this not in the city. Just find a nice tree to lean him against. That's what I and said I would do. Okay, that doesn't mean you have to drag him with us anymore. I can't just go put it out there in the front, like on the street. I have to at least... Like a masterpiece, Nell. You'll find a nice, beautiful tree with a sunset in the background and all that. It'll be... It'll be I'm framing it up right now. It's gorgeous. I'm going to paint that, and I'm going to I'm gonna mount it to your door. My door... Listen, I don't want any of your paint on my door, okay? No, exactly what you just described to me. I'm going to paint that I mean, Inori kind of just sleeps in the living room. I don't know if the, on the front door. own door. I will put it on the front door on the inside. That way you will always see it. Or wait, did you just threaten to deface my shop? Is that what you just did? No? No, don't our door. Oh, okay. I think I that's about... what he just did, girl. Oh, don't make me pull you out, Senor. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. Don't push me in that direction. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. See, Inori is going to start saying, Baylor, hold me back, and I'm just physically not strong enough to do that. And <laughs> I'm going to be able to do. Inori's just going to walk up the Nell and be like, yeah. and walk. so much bigger than you. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't underestimate her size. What's her strength? What's Inori's strength? 17. I mean, you guys, you guys are close in physical strength, but like physically, Nell is probably a much bigger dude than you. Oh yeah, absolutely. We just fight differently. Our strength is used in different ways. So I will agree to not take it back with us, but I will also not agree to just lay it on the side of the road. That's fine. That's fine. You can you can make your masterpiece. I. Uh-huh. I Meanwhile, <laughs> religion's a hell of a drug. <laughs> religion's a hell of a drug. It's... I want to buy magic supplies to write in my book if that's possible. That's uh, you can definitely do. get a hold Just of that. Pick a number amount, amount and you have that amount of it. I never know what yeah, number to buy. What's a good number to buy? Well, buy an obnoxious amount. It is 10 gold for a first level spell, 40 for a second level spell is the main numbers you're concerned with right now. Okay. I hear the dairy farm in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Moo moo cows. He stops doing dairy farm stuff. Moo moos. And it's 90 for a third. Which you'll get to soon. And it's just an amount of magical writing supplies. It's just a a special ink and enchanted vellum that will function for it's the same thing that scrolls are written on and it's just that much of supplies so it, it really is whatever you want okay i will get what i need so you head off to go find some uh, magical writing supplies kahina meanwhile is with dara most of the way off to the dairy outside the town and uh as the other three of you baylor and ellen and ori leave the inn and walk outside it is a bit of a rainy day outside Marat. The 
Remove insects, add rain. I love Sirenscape. This is cool. As you make your way outside, there is a man standing uh, near the stables under the awning, just kind of looking at the statue you have last year of the horse outside in the attached stables. <laughs> As the, the group of you approach, apparently not saying anything, he looks up Oh! I do very much apologize. It's an interesting piece of art that uh, is this yours, the statue. I'm just going to point to Nell. Oh, uh, sir, I was concerned uh, for this work of art here. Uh, I am Sir Axelinus, and I am the proprietor of a local art gallery here in Lothidar. And such a fine piece being left out in uh, a day of rain here in a stable, like a, a common horse. It seemed a, a great waste, but I was just... If you're here, of course, it's find enough that it's, it's being taken care of. I, I must, I, I would find myself remiss if I did not ask, where exactly are you headed with, this, with such a piece? Well, I'm not going to lie to you. This was caused by a Medusa. I was going to care for this individual and set them somewhere where they were less likely to be broken or damaged. But... I... Pardon, I'm not familiar with the Medusa... Is that an artist? I, I don't know much outside of Lothidar. I try to make my way down to the coast and Opara and Casimir as I can, but I haven't heard of this Medusa. He does uh, fantastic you know work. Pass my compliments. You know what? <laughs> Sell it. <laughs> I agree with you. Now, I know this, this seems very terribly forward, sir. Stalwart. Sir Stalwarts, but this piece, it carries such emotion. It's a truly impressive work, and, and the attention to detail is, is astounding, and even areas that the most artists would consider insignificant. But uh, this Medusa, I, I simply must have this work for my galley. I would pay you 200 gold pieces for it on the spot. I mean, I appraised it at 1500 didn't you I? Could, if you could find, like, a guy who... Like, a quality... Was really maybe. into that. Yeah. That's Listen, like, you're getting anything for it, you should be happy. You could probably sell this for a lot more if you could find a buyer, but you have a buyer, it's going to be a lot less than that, but it's an amount of money. Yeah. I and mean... And, and he will be cared for. Yeah, someone with the that was strong my goal. intention of keeping it the way it is. Yeah. I just, I wanted to make sure, like, the difference between what I appraised and what's an, an okay price, because we don't exactly deal in art. So. You do. No. He makes. He does not sell. True. But, if this dude is going to be taking care of it, I mean, this is a win-win for me. It gets both of my, or both of my goals accomplished. So, I'll take it. <laughs> he will reach into his bag and he will hand you that gold right now, like a uh, hand to hand. And uh, I, I must say, this is truly a divine act of Shellen herself to have brought me to such beauty and intrigue. I are you personally familiar with this Medusa, or just a purveyor of his works? Oh. I'm, I I was must lucky meet enough him. to come across this one actually. <laughs> oh man. Is he a... this, th th this Medusa has since passed. 
Mm. Might be why you are unfamiliar with the name. Truly, Taldor, and in fact, the greater world of Galarian has lost a talented artist. (laughs) You know what they say about artists after they die? All uh, All their works go up in value, so you're getting a real steal here. This is true. This is true, but I, I look not to sell these works. I they simply collect uh, from various regions of the local world. But this this statue work, this this masonry, this this chisel work, it's it's imperceptible. It's as if you can't even see the marks of the tool that was used. It was done with true skill. It was. That is for sure. Very much so. If you will remain here a moment, I will fetch uh, several of my servants. And if you wish to, if you are in a hurry, leave the statue here. I will see it taken care of. And please do feel free to visit, visit my gallery anytime. Are you, are you from Lothida? I don't recognize the group of you. Uh, stockies. Ah, oh, st- Stockies. Interesting. You've I... recently taken possession of... Oh, I, I had heard, I had heard word, actually, of the new Tribunes of Stocky and the work they've put into the town, the new mill that had been put up. Uh, I must say, even in your own pursuits of arts, you seem to be doing quite well. Word is getting around. Well, I wish you all a very pleasant afternoon, of course, rain permitting, and uh, good luck down south in Stockies. It sounds like you've made good headway there. Thank you for the the wishes of good luck. As far as retrieving the statue, um, we will be around for a while longer. We still have some business in town to see to. I will be by shortly with my servants to collect this and make sure that it is carted safely. I, I must admit, it's uncommon to see a fellow collector I don't mean to be rude, but to treat these pieces so strangely callously, it's simply lashed to the side of a steed. If I had a better option at the time, I would have taken it. But when you come across such an, a, a steal of an option, I mean, you simply can't pass it up. Hmm. Indeed. I cannot disagree with that one. Truly, you have made me a happy man this afternoon. Now, a good day to you, Sister Elworth. And a good day to you as well, sir. And what was his name? Uh, it was GM intervention. I, I wrote it down. <laughs> Axelinus. <laughs> Wait, it, it was his, what? Axelinus. His name was Axelinus. Axelinus. I like Ryan's better. Aerodine. 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 Just uh, so you know, I am putting his name down somewhere in my character sheet because I will be coming back to check out his, <laughs> his collection, art collection oh, at some point. Anori, completely in a different mood now. Like now, almost, almost like she's seen a ghost. Just can't believe what just happened. <laughs> she's literally looking at, gonna look directly at Nell and ask him, like, "All right, come on now. Is it like a superpower or something? How do you keep out of these situations? <laughs> Is it some kind like do you pretend that you don't know magic and you just have this amazing spell work that I, I mean, which secret, man? I, I I really need to know here." Uh, I'll answer that. What town are we in? Lothadar. 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 Okay. They're still writing it in this little journal. Like, I gotta come back here. I gotta see this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Four so, months from now, he brings this up. Squid's like, who the 
Don't worry. Yeah. Talking already about it. Down. Already, I've already added two random NPCs yep. to my I mean, uh, list today. To be fair, it doesn't have to have any roleplay or anything. It's just it's going to be an excuse for my character to come to Lothadar and just mess around for a couple days. He's going to ask him sitting on a date to oh. the art gallery. Let's go see my corpse friend. He's on display at this art dealer's oh. house. Hey, look at his dead body I sold for 200 gold. So, to answer Nori, yes. um, it's just the blessings of Shaylin. <laughs> She's just... She's, Shaylin, Shaylin is uh, gone. right there. Where was that, Cree Marie? It sounds like you missed out on finding religion, girl. It's got its perks. You think it's too it late to for dear old dad, religion. Meanwhile, at the dairy, Kahina and Dara arrive to the rain to this relatively small dairy on the outskirts of Lothiar. But of course, everything about Marat's pretty small in comparison to uh, in, a, in comparison to Apara. But it's not non-existent. It's not super tiny. It's just not very large. It serves the purposes of the town and has a little bit left over to ship out to the rest of Marat afterward. So it does its purpose. And you approach the small cottage that is attached to the wide paddocks full of assorted, now moist cows, as it is still kind of raining. And, uh... Is it 2% milk because they're watered down? Ha! <laughs> Can we just end the stream on that? I <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the reactions are so much better than the pun. <laughs> Can I ban you from a Pathfinder group that's actively playing? I'm back, but I'm not happy about it. Oh. <laughs> what do you do? Somebody Dara clip and, that. Dara and Kahina. Um, so. <laughs> good night, everyone. What uh, is this so session? What is this entire session? This whole <laughs> This is like, I mean, we don't have any technical issues, so we have to have other problems. Yeah. <laughs> that is fair. Anyway. So, Kahina, we go. Cottage. Knock. So, you head up and knock gently on the door. And there is nobody out in the fields right now doing anything, and nobody out in the, uh, the big attached, like, I don't know what you call the place where you do the dairy part of a dairy. But uh, there's, there's nobody out working that right now. The cows are just out in the pasture being wet, being cows. A bunch of them are clustered under assorted trees, trying to be less wet cows. That's called the, the barn, by the way. Is it just called a barn? I figured it would have like a fancy name. Nope, just a barn. Literally just a barn? Yep, because okay. they just take them inside the barn, milk them into and buckets, milk. take the buckets then... inside, put them in bigger containers. Yeah, or milking machines. But... Well, milking probably, machines. probably not the milking machines out of the technological no, yeah, no, here, but... So yeah, I guess it is just a barn, because yeah, you just milk to bucket, buckets and dairy selling. <laughs> so uh, the barn out back's empty at the moment, but uh, there's not even any farmhands around, it's just existing. But you knock on the door of the cottage itself, and a smallish uh, smallish in stature, but not smallish in frame. She's actually relatively built Brunette woman answers the door. And just kind of looks at the two of you there. Uh. 
don't typically do house calls. You're looking to set up an order. An odd day to choose, what with the rain. Uh, yes. Uh, we had spoken with your husband. Uh, I... We, uh... I don't even know a good way to say this. I can stop you right there. Uh, apologies, but he's been out for the better part of a few weeks and there's we're not really looking to expand the, the business right now as it is till he returns but i would ask you to find your way back around uh desnus uh, serenith sometime later this summer and we should be able to set something up for you but until then we're having a difficult time keeping things running if i'm honest which is why we are here. We actually made a promise to your husband when we met him. We were actually tasked with hunting him uh, at... Uh, are you debt collectors? No, no, we are not. We are we're come the, to help. We're the Tribunes of Stockies. We met your husband at the Palace of Birdsong while he was serving his sentence to Count Lothidar. The Count of Lothidar. What? And he made he we I, made I don't, a I don't mean to interrupt, but what what was my husband doing in the palace of Birdsong? Unless you were there wait. I, I I'm I don't understand. Are you not familiar with the peasant hunts? No. Okay. Neither were we until we got there and found out instead of hunting hunting actual pheasant and or boar or anything for the celebration, the jubilee, we are actually meant to hunt down and capture prisoners and bring them back to the count. Your husband, to shorten his sentence, to get back to you, volunteered for this so his sentence would be reduced. We rescued your husband from a manticore <laughs> while he was in the woods. And I, we made it. He was very worried uh, hold, about let me, you. Hold on. Moffis. You have the right dairy. My husband, Moffis? Yes. That yes. is correct. Le okay. I... <laughs> this kind of rubs the bridge very nice. I don't right understand what you're telling me. Morpheus, you, you hunted Morpheus? We did not. We did not hurt your husband. We were supposed to hunt him. We rescued him from a beast in the woods. He Why was he in the woods? What? <laughs> like I said. He's been in the stocks for weeks. Right. To reduce his sentence, certain non-violent criminals are allowed to reduce their sentences. And you're still just standing here in the red. She hasn't invited you yeah, to nothing. That's, that's fine. Kahina doesn't care. But to reduce his sentence, he offered himself up to be one of these volunteers. <laughs> we had never heard of this. We are not from here. But we took part. We rescued your husband in the woods. And he told us about you and about the dairy. And he worried 
that it would be too much while he was gone. So we made a promise to your husband that we would come and help. Well, until he can get back out of the stocks. He still has to finish his time in the stocks. The count wouldn't allow him to, wouldn't allow for his sentence to be shortened. Despite our pleas for such. I... Well, I, I don't right know this needed all that lead up, but so uh, let me all forests and haunts and monsters aside. You're here to help. Yes. Well, mostly to make sure you are okay and make sure there is nothing you or that if we could provide something to help you last if, out his sentence. If you need hired help to help with the dairy until he returns, we promised we would find and hire somebody to help you. And in exchange, once he's back, he's promised to purchase horses to expand your uh expand your order range so that he can bring us dairy foods down in stockies. My husband got attacked by a manticore in a forest while yes. being hunted by nobles in the woods outside the palace and the first thing he brought up was that he was worried about me and his farm yes, yes. he was very worried about you well I definitely found the right morphus I uh, appreciate you stopping by I, I do I, know, I think I could possibly have done without knowing about haunts and manticores, but we're making do. We don't really have the spare work to bring on any new contracts or anything now, but if you've already talked to a husband about it, we'd be more than happy to supply stockies once we're back in regular operations, but that's certainly Morpheus. Thank you. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I didn't. We haven't even done introductions. <laughs> My name is Matya. I guess I'm in charge while Morpheus is in the stocks. Well met, Mafia. I I'm very happy to meet you. I'm Kahina, and this is my husband, uh, Sir Rostam, Dara. Well, Sir Rostam, we'll be more than happy to make a deal with you and your and the town of Stockies here in a few weeks when he's out of the stocks. But uh, speaking of, actually, if you'll pardon me, I've been preparing a fruit basket to bring to him, seeing as he's stuck out in the rain today and whatnot. Assuming that's the worst day than most. But come in. Do you, do you, can I do anything for you? Can I get you drinks, uh, a meal? 
oh no, I'm I'm fine. We ate at the tavern before we left this morning, but thank you. I I mean, if you're going to visit him, we I wouldn't mind coming along and seeing if he's okay. If well, if you don't mind. Of of course, you're, you're more than welcome to come. It's a bit grim, of course, but and we can do how we can. And besides, with the rain, there's not much work to be done here on the farm today, and farmhands will make sure the cows are fed. Uh, certainly, step inside. Come out of the rain. I, I apologize for my manners. I've just didn't quite know what this was about. Well, it's you could have done with a better introduction. I'll admit. Yeah, a long story and quite overwhelming, which I, we didn't mean to overwhelm you. Well, I was actually under the impression that more people would know about the goings-on with the how the palaces run. I wasn't aware that there was a system in place to shorten sentences by being the subject of some insane hunt, but I must admit that sounds like the Count, and sounds mm. like the nobility in general, and I'm, I'm a bit surprised Honestly, that the two of you have gone through such efforts to come here, so, seeing as it sounds like you have your own town to run. Well, we had gone to we had gone to visit um, Dame Crab in Moost, and I wanted to make sure that my husband and I stopped by when we were coming back from Lothador, so that we could check on you because we had promised him that we would. Well, I gotta say, it's not very common for any of the noble folk to be taking a care about what happens to the commoners around these parts. This is certainly unexpected, and I, I apologize. I don't know proper procedure or manners beyond basic introductions and f filling out contracts and payments for, for milks and creams, but it's as nice <laughs> nothing else. Well, we have been told uh, by many that we are not what most people have come to know of nobles. Um, things are slightly different in the city than they are out here. Hi, from the coastal city, is he from Casimir, Apara? Apara. Apara. And uh, with that, we have some time to hang out and talk to Matia a bit before mm. she she puts her fruit basket together and brings you some drinks regardless of the fact that you said you were fine bring you something something warm to drink out of no. the rain while she makes her way out to the stocks so meanwhile elsewhere in town i believe we had a couple of people that wanted to go down to the temple of ebedar who's going to the temple of ebedar I mean, i'm I going to the temple of ebedar so i'll tag I along guess i'll tag along too and I'm once again somewhere Joe just had a shiver run down his spine, and he yep. doesn't know why. So we, got, we got the rest of the party heading on to the Temple of Abadar to make their way over and uh, figure out what exactly they can, uh, whatever, whatever it is you need to do while you're in here. Yeah, I don't even know exactly what Nell's after. So no, you just kind of follow Nell, because Nell's coming here for a reason. So you head back into the temple. Because he can't be left alone. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even when not left alone, I still do it. Are pretty unwilling to leave Nell to his own devices because, although it has so far just continued to work out miraculously, <laughs> eventually that will stop happening, and you don't want to have to deal with it later. So you all make your way to the Temple of Abadar, where you're greeted by one of the clerics, 
And uh, after explaining that you are deep, what, what are you telling them exactly? I'm actually not positive why you're here. <laughs> well, I came here to speak to the Archbishop because Archbishop. the last time we were here three days ago, it was three days, right? Um, whereabouts? It's, uh, it's either you. three or four. You rode through on the day before Sunday. You rode through on Star Day and went to its toil day now. So yeah, three days ago. Okay. So three days ago, I was coming through and we had a discussion with the Archbishop about a snake in the area where your acolytes go for pilgrimage. And oh, while we were yes. talking... I uh, apologize I... for the, the interruption my lord but she had just about uh she had just been preparing to send a message you're the from stockies the new nobles yes yes the archbanker would very much like to meet with you immediately if you'll follow me of course and then you he leads you back again out of the front of the area and back into the office in the back where you are met for the second time now with archbanker Perrill. and she is going through some various contracts and documents, but the cleric opens the door and introduces the group of you, and she stands up and bows to me and says, yeah, yes, come in, please. Um, I was just about to send word. This is truly fate. Or at least fantastic timing. I take it nothing good has happened if you're trying to send word to us. Well, the concern is that nothing has happened at all. I tried to send messages down to my acolytes on their pilgrimage after our last meeting and the messenger was unable to find them they don't appear to be in Pensaris, they're not anywhere in your town of Stockies, I didn't told him to stay away from the canyon itself as of course the dangers but in his looks around he was unable to locate the two of them on their travels I'm worried that they may have reached the canyon before word did, and may have met this beast you warned me of, this heretical snake. It's possible, seeing as they were of the Church of Abadar, that they did not even make it to Stockies. Because everyone in the town would have known about the snake by the time they got there. But there is the bandit woods on the way there. Um, just pointing out the beggar woods are past Stockies. They're further south. They're I thought very, it was the forest to the southeast. That's the beggar wood. It's the forest there. Let me pull the map back up real quick. Um, it is... Oops. It is the forest way down to southeast down here. The one that says beggar wood on it. Oh, see, I thought that this forest was over here and that it was... I, I had the wrong thing in my head. Yeah, the Beggarwood is out past everything. It's not actually on the way to anything other than Opara. Okay, see, I thought maybe because they were from the Church of Money, maybe the Beggarwood ate them, but no. Since that's in the completely wrong area... No, yeah, they, they probably went to the canyon. The way of the Beggarwood. So, uh, uh, Lady Perel nods. And says, I have concerns, of course, for their safety. And as I am unable to make the journey myself, 
and it seems unwise to send further acolytes to inquire after them. I was hoping to request a favor from you. If you're making your way back down to Stockies any time in the next few days, that is. We're actually, I believe, heading there as soon as our business in town is done here in a few hours. It may seem odd that given my role and duties, I fear I have little I can offer you other than the golden favor of Abadar and what power I can spare from our temple. But I can assure you that the gods would look kindly on this favor, as would I. I mean, we can certainly go take a look. We had to deal with this one way or another. This just makes it all the more more of a priority if there's more lives at stake. Do you know when you will be backed into the area? Are you heading down to Stockies now? I assume this meeting is again passing through, but I I don't mean to pry. I truly do worry about these acolytes. We as hope far? to return to Stockies as soon as possible. Yeah. As far as I was aware, that was the plan, is as soon as we're done here, we'll be heading back to Stockies. Very good. I hope that you find them in good health and this is a simple misunderstanding it's not uncommon for travelers to be unable or messengers to be unable to find travelers on the road but given the circumstances i thought it wise not to brush this one off these two acolytes acolyte mize and acolyte maladus left here nearly a week ago now and admittedly on foot but there should have been more than enough time for them to pass through stockies and be a decent journey a, a decent amount of the journey back it shouldn't have been difficult to locate on the road they wear the robes of avadar much as the clerics and acolytes here at the temple do so you i hope understand my concern of course i feel as though i have been abrupt i've been so concerned as to my own acolytes I didn't even inquire as to your visit. Uh, surely you had your own purposes for visiting the temple today. And I, I did not mean to control this discussion. Uh, is there anything I could help you with? Uh, I simply came by. Uh, any of the accolades here could deal with this if you're too busy. I needed to go about purchasing the land and getting the supplies together for a business front. Here in Lothidar? actually out in Stockies. Uh, there will be one in Lothadar, but not quite yet. And she frowns a bit and turns back to a series of fairly large cabinets with various sorted parchments and folders and looks through them. And as she's looking through, she continues to talk. This is, this is an interesting situation. Uh, the situation in Stockies, as it has been absent of a true tribune for the last decade, has sort of fallen out of our records we have a few deeds but the land down there all technically falls under the okara barony that said after the passing of lady betney and the tribune going to i believe it was a lady piscom we haven't yeah. had much word from stockies at all 
so I, I suppose this is a good thing for us to bring our records back up to date and for us to be able to track land and ownership properly. That said, since we don't currently have anything about the state of Stockies, I'm unsure how we would go about allocating a deed. Uh, I would need first, before any of that could be done properly, and at this she closes these drawers and turns back around, I believe it was a Sir Rostam who was the proper tribune. He will need to come by and spend some time making sure that our records are current and up to date. Uh, I'm afraid the bureaucracy does stand first. But with that said, as these things take more time to do with paper often than they do with the actual building, it is not uncommon for budding proprietors like yourself to take it upon themselves to construct buildings or establishments for their purposes and sort out the paperwork later. While technically frowned upon, also technically legal, as long as the deeds end up in order. Well, then, and I will turn to look at my two allies here with me. Do the two of you think that it would be better for me to open up a storefront in one of our other towns, like perhaps with the crabs? in their town that I can't remember the name of for some reason. Moose. Moose. I should remember that because it's just a moose. Nah, now, uh, moose would be much simpler. A damn part that a crab is very up on the records. Any changes that happen to the village, she is well, she or one in her name is very quick to write. Really, anywhere but Stockies would be straightforward, but Stockies does afford you the rare opportunity of skipping the bureaucracy. You see, of course, this is a temple to Abadar, god of civilization and god of law. I can't, in good conscience or faith, advocate anything that would go against the letter of the law unless the law is unclear. And with no ability to add deeds for Stockies at the moment, there is nothing stopping you, as I said, from building yourself. This is a rare opportunity, and it would be easy enough to fold that into the records as we write them to date when I meet with Sir Rostam at a later occasion. Okay. I suppose building it in stockies would be the most advantageous then. Essentially. Stock stockies should be focused on for now, you I have think. Yeah. Fairly legal freedoms here, Sir Stalwart. Okay. And you are freed of paperwork for the time being. Well, thank you for the advice. I will <laughs> certainly have to at least get on top of the paperwork when it becomes available. But for, for now, I got to find someone to build for me, I guess. I wish you luck, Sir Stalworth. There are several contractors here in Lothidar, or closer to Stockies, I know in Pensaris there are a few, but from what I understand many of them have already made the journey to Stockies. Mm -hmm. I believe that a mill has already been erected fairly recently, if the word is to be heard. Not Rubia much happens. More than erected, but yes. That makes more sense. I had 
wondered in this conversation why you'd sought to find this deed and not the prior, but not much happens here in Marat's stalwart. Word gets around fairly quickly when things do. I don't mean this is a threat of any sort, more as advice. You'd be very wise to remember that. Thank you. And as soon as we return to Stockies, I will make sure to at least see if there's been any word of the Acolytes. I believe that Abadar will protect them, and that they are at least faring in good health. Perhaps seeing the rain on the horizon, they had sought shelter in an odd place the messenger couldn't locate, but I will look forward to knowing for certain their safety. Thank you for stopping by, all of you. Always appreciate visits from the new nobles in the area. I suppose with that, we will say our goodbyes and take our leave, unless you guys have something. Nope. So we are going to head back inside. That sounds good to me. And is there anything else that any of you really want to do here in Lothidar while you're in town? Can I trade and pay the gold difference of a plus three or a composite three strength rating bow for a four? Yeah, you can do that. That's something simple enough you can do. Uh, okay. You can, well, pay the difference in what you would sell the three for. There's not but paying yeah, the difference. because They really get this, I pay the other difference and just get the, the plus four. Yeah, yeah. Hunting bows would definitely be something common enough. You could easily just pick up on Lothidar. Uh, meanwhile, before you guys reconvene and head out, nearer the outskirts of the central market in Lothidar, Kahina and Dara would have gone with Matia again through this rain to the stocks. And you got a lot more than stockies does, which is ironic given the name, but uh, <laughs> 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 anyway. What happened? Uh, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> they have a row of stocks off to the edge of the square outside of the main market area, as well as a fairly prominent gallows. Well, actually, pair of gallows mounted up on a stand. Uh, there are two people in the stocks right now. One older man who's just sitting there in the rain looking pretty generally sad, and Moffis, who you recognize, obviously, from the Jubilee. And as Matia brings him the fruit basket and does her best to make sure that he's not dehydrated and gets some to eat, you can tell that around Lothidar, most of the people go a bit out of their way to just avoid this square. It's not really a public a public spectacle that most people like to see. No one's out here throwing tomatoes or anything. If mm. anyone, if anything, the, the few people who do walk by regard them with a look of pity. Like, they kind of know that they're in here for dumb things and not really a whole lot of major kind that happens in Marat that actually gets taken care of. And if it does, it probably goes to the gallows if it's that bad. Yeah, they just hanged. These people in the stocks, this other guy is probably a case much like Moffis. And at this point, the commoners of Lothidar have come to understand that this is really just a far, almost a farcical show. No one seems to appreciate this form of punishment here. But you're with her for a bit. Moffis 
recognizes you as little as he can move and thanks you for stopping by and visiting his wife. But is very adamant that he'll be fine and Mati is very adamant that she'll be fine and that you guys pay them no mind and head back to your day. And we'll just, you know, let us know when you, when the Lord of the land frees you and we will, we'll set up, uh, set up some good trade. We've, and, uh, yeah, Matia nods and I, as I said, it's 16 days now. Hi. And Mafis just kind of like sort of jiggles his head, can't really nod because he's in his stocks. Mm-hmm. I, more than two weeks left. I'll keep it on. Truth be told, the rain's better than the heat. Hmm. And be strong, my friend. You survived the manticore. You can survive this. I hid behind the tree from the manticore. Oh, you lot slayed the beast. <laughs> but I, I'm alive. Something will be said there, I'm sure. Well, at least several of the gods are watching me that day. And with that, I think we're good with both of you there. So the group of you meet back up and make your way back down the rest of the way to Stockies. And having stopped a bit to do some things at Lothidar, you're going to end up in Stockies a bit later in the afternoon. Certainly before sundown, but it's going to take the better part of the day as riding around Marat County does because these roads are not fantastic and the rain slows you down a bit because you're kind of trying to go through what is effectively crappy, muddy trails. Not much out here is really main roads. Uh, and what you're on is the most main of them, the Aparan Highway, but it's still not even like cobbled or anything. It's just packed and maintained a little better than the rest. Probably because it's actually useful to the count directly so he bothers you make your way back into town to a few things that have changed for one the mill is done the mill stands tall and proud as it once did uh with its giant arms turning slowly in the wind running the grinder for the town's corn and whatever grain they could bring in meaning they're not going to have to cart everything out into pensaris anymore that's fantastic Beyond that, the attitude in general just seems to be a bit better. Like, there's no one out and about, really, other than those that have to be out doing some work in the farms, which, to be fair, is probably, like, half of them. But they don't seem to regard you with the utter disdain they generally used to. And with the, this built and the contractors, the couple contracting teams that were uh, sent in from Baron O'Kara. I'll pretty much hold up in Honora's tavern living room right now. The commoners and stockies are starting to realize maybe you're doing something right. That maybe you're not Count Lothian. <laughs> maybe you have at least some amount of interest in their well-being. They mm-hmm. hate you less. Progress. That is step one <laughs> on the road, is being mm-hmm. less hated. And as a matter of fact... The attitude of stockies as a whole has gone up, and they have gone from their original unfriendly all the way up to 
friendly with everything you've done. You've pretty much skipped straight over neutral. They're still not sure about you particularly, but Stockies is much, much happier in general. Question. Answer. What is the town's kind of layout? Like, I'm guessing it's not like closed together buildings and whatnot. Everything's no, it is. It out. is kind of a scattered village. Uh, the community of Stockies is, I'm gonna say, maybe about a dozen cheap and ill-maintained farms around the southern side, away from the swamp. Mostly just kind of down the row of the road that passes through and heads on over to the where the Gold Pebble Canyon Bridge used to be, and most of those are attached to various cottages. Inside, it's uh, north on the other side of the main road. There's a little square in the center that has the uh, the one lone gallows just sitting there. And a few rows of just scattered cottages with no real semblance of organization beyond that. It's sort of like a row of farms, the main road that comes through, and like a little bit of a central square with just a gallows, and a sprawl of cottages. Probably like two dozen of them. Like, Stockies isn't non-existent, it's just yeah. small. I mean, it's just, like, there would be plenty of room for me to insert a building somewhere near the center. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, they're, since they're not really brought together, not any sort of organization or rows, people pretty much just built their house when it seems like they wanted to. Uh, there's definitely space for you to fit houses in amongst, or buildings in amongst what's already there. The one closest to the center is Honora's Tavern, Town Hall, mm -hmm. Courtroom whatever it is at that particular evening. But there's certainly space for you to fit a, something in there easily. Okay. <clears throat> uh, can someone give me a link to the party sheet, actually? I want to see how much money you guys have. Well, I know how much I have, but obviously I don't have 1500 We don't guys, have... Like, 500 Yeah, right I don't now. think you guys actually have a lot of money right now. I think oh, you, I, most of it... Well, uh, we have the bracers. You got the bracers. You have to find a buyer for them, which uh, Lothidar is your best bet. And Lothidar being how big? A small town? Yeah, you can get the two grand for those in Lothidar. I mean, I From only nothing, need merchants. 340 gold to build the entire structure. Well, like I said, that's not... How much do you have on you? I have 1,120. Because you said that I could still build the brewery using downtime rules, but then that we changed it from there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like You could you could build up a brewery in here, but because it is so difficult, since this is so out of the way, to get resources and everything here, things are like almost exponentially. Yeah. I mean, I've got expensive. way more than I need for the brewery. The brewery is 300 gold. That's what I'm saying, though. That's The downtime, the normal downtime rules prices don't apply here because it is so well, much how much would a brewery cost builders. if you want to build like are you looking at just a brewery or like a like a just the brewery the, the the brewery that has all of the things like the shop front the kitchen the everything i not want that just the brewery what if you what like if you 5, add 000. on to the already tavern and that's like, a nora's house it's a nora's oh, it's house. Yeah. house yeah yes it was her living room. Yeah, you're building, you're looking at like an entirely new construction here. Like, even just getting the resources to fix a mill that was mostly intact was a grand. It's going to be like five grand to build like a whole new 
brewery tavern in kind of deal here okay so i gotta save for that yeah it's gonna it's gonna take you a bit of, a bit of effort that said you do have like three thousand worth of materials and labor that okara sent over that yeah. are not committed yet but we're we gonna to... use it for the um bridge though i think we should yeah we we have to use that for the bridge yeah when you get to stockies well, we can't do anything with the bridge right now no, yeah, but so that's our first thing to address. But when you guys get the stockies, I assume we just pass it through and go into your estate, or are you stop in like a Norris Tavern real quick? Stopping and asking if they've seen the acolytes. Yeah, <laughs> we stop. Well, we had them looking at stuff in town to work on. So yeah. I. You stop in there. There's in still the, the two remaining foremen would be there because I mean, they have like they <laughs> they've actually had to set up tents. Around the outside of the place, because it's not like an inn in Stockies, really. Yeah, see, that's something but, uh, else we had to look at too, building an inn with the well, that would be part conjunction of the, like, of the brewery. So the five thousand gold public house is like I, I assume mostly Glarian taverns are also inns. So I mean, if you want like a smaller, just literally a bar and a brewery, you could get a bit cheaper. But like with that that five thousand gold they gave you, I'm assuming you're building like an inn, tavern, brewery. Mm -hmm. oh, I mean, if I'm building standard. the whole thing, the whole thing by itself is fourteen sixty. Yeah, and I'm just saying normally, like 5k to get everything out here. Yeah, and I'm just talking about building the brewery so I can start making stuff. If you want to just, like, without an inn and just have, like, a tavern and a brewery, maybe, like, 3,000. If you want to make it also an inn, another, like, 2k on top of that, because that makes it a lot larger, but it's also... Well, I'm not looking to make an inn at all. I'm looking to make the... I'm just saying, but you need one for the town. Yes. So, so you need one for the town, but the yeah, thing I'm trying to build is a... Uh... Right. So what would be smart is to find a big enough place you can start and build the brewery and stuff so that we can start producing first to make money. Yes. And then, but leave space so that that can actually be added onto <laughs> and the inn can be added there. We can, you know put a door in you know have your storefront with your bar and stuff and then build the rooms you know next to it and then make it so you can wander towards the rooms add to it later exactly we'll have to figure out what it is we're building mm -hmm. as we as we get there but as you walk into the tavern of course honora is there a couple of the four men are there and uh honora raises you have a smile and greets you hey it's about time i thought the lot of you had gotten lost on your way out to moost yeah, had some uh, interesting uh, run-ins on the way back, and we ended up staying an extra night with uh, Dame Crab. Oh, it's never straightforward dealing with nobles, I understand. Mm. I know how this goes. Uh, had to do enough not of it myself. Sure you do know how this went, but... <laughs> well, I'm not going to inquire any further. I... <laughs> I right saw the eyes Nell was making it. The dame's daughter at the Jubilee, so, you know, you got up to what you got up to. It's, let's just call it networking. <laughs> well, welcome back. I'll get you some drinks. And I believe these gentlemen here wanted to talk to you, these uh, foremen, and got some plans drawn up. Uh, I hope you don't mind. I gave him a bit of direction, but we, we've got a few ideas of what we can do with the supplies they brought in from the, uh, the barony. Oh, and... Uh, Speaking of Baron O'Kara, and at this point she's in the back getting some mugs of alcohol for you. Speaking of Baron O'Kara, uh, he sent word yesterday, I believe it was, he's looking to come down and visit this Oath Day and 
see what you've been doing with the place. Oh, boy. Welcome you properly. He gave us a week to start making progress. And, I mean, we did it. True. I mean, there has been progress. Week. Almost two yeah. weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like with our focus, probably could have got a little bit more done, but, yeah. So the foreman, uh, the first one, or the first of the pair of steps, that's why it's bizarre to see. All right. So we've drawn up a few plans with some of the ideas you gave us. Uh, and I got a couple ways we could take this. The Baron sent us down here with a, a pretty good amount of supplies. So, honestly, with the hands we got and the lumber and the stone and the soil, we could do uh, several of these things. So, first off, when he pulls out a big old sheaf of parchment, like, uh, attached to a board and starts flipping through stuff. Says, Your roads here, well, quite frankly, they're crap. Uh, it's difficult for any sort of travelers to get through. Uh, of course, the bridge is out now, but even getting here on its own is tough enough. A lot of the buildings are just kind of run down. These various farms and houses have got difficulties. You got leaky roofs throughout the town that, uh, that Honora's been telling me about. But all that's fairly straightforward. Uh, we could fix that up. And we could also take some of the supplies and the tools we got to help some of your local farmers deal with the stumps and the rocks and what soil replacement they need out on the actual corn farms themselves. Uh, give them a lot more workable area. We can do that one too. That's easy. That doesn't even, that's not even going to chew through everything we brought. Beyond that, she had two ideas for us. The first one is we take the square. It's a bit grim right now it's really just a, a gallows in the center you pass through it's not really pleasant to look at it ain't been used in years decades possibly and really serves no purpose we got a lot of space there and what some of these supplies we could shape up a fairly proper little market square for you get some of your farmers and local artisans that you may have a place to sell their wares and a place for passing traders to come through uh that's going to take us a bit of effort Maybe a week or two of work, but uh, we can certainly do that with the supplies the Baron sent us with. And her other idea, I'm telling you again, this one's coming from Honora. This isn't ours. You know, she's expressed an interest in possibly getting her house back and building a, a, in the same vein uh, an inn or a tavern or something around this central area. Uh, I mean, you've seen, we all just got pitching tents outside. We got nowhere to stay. Uh, we had to head back and grab them, actually, unawares. Stockies don't even have a proper respite for travelers or workers. But that's that's a bit bigger of a deal. Uh, building up something like that, that kind of size, even even a smallish inn and tavern and carton all load in over from Pansaris, we're going to need to bring in a bit more material than we got. We didn't come prepared to put together an entire inn, but another maybe 2,000 gold worth of supplies, we could have that set up. Otherwise, we got enough here to set you up that market and fix either the roads and the homes or the farms. And unless you guys got any better ideas or any other blueprints you want us to draw up or look at but how much so you so you said you have enough for farms or roads and houses 
And you need 2,000 to start building an inn. The inn's going to take more supplies than we got. And it's going to take another trip with another load of wagons out to Pensaris to get more lumber okay. and stones for foundations. We didn't come prepared to put together a big building like that. We did come prepared to repair some stuff. Now, building that, uh, turning the center of this little hamlet into a proper market square is going to be a bit more intensive than just patching up some houses and some farms. Uh, we could do both of those if you want, and we'd have a bit left over, but not enough alone to really go after anything. And with that, uh, Honora, because you're just in her living room, and there's not that many people in here because with the rain and with all of these carpenters in town, most people are choosing to drink in their own homes for the time being. Honora said, well... What about the pump house? It needs cleared out, but it's intact. Just needs fixed. Can't take that much supply. You got a Well, we haven't looked at it, but uh, assuming you already got the structure and everything out there, yeah, we could probably, uh, assumedly, we could fix that alongside the farms and the homes and the roads. That's all we... just cheap patchwork. That. That's what we came we, prepared to do. We believe there is an additional problem with the pump house that and, we need to look into before we let anyone else get out there. And Nora, we would clean the glass over by the bar, puts it down, and comes over and just pulls a chair out and takes a seat. Like, spins the chair out backwards, just plops down. Right, of course. But this is assuming that that all gets taken care of. Yeah. And didn't we ask some of the... Uh, some of the um, extra hands and stuff that were uh, made a deal with some of them to come help uh, with the pulling of the stumps and helping the shaping up of the uh, farmland. Well, yeah, those we, extra we have hands. Extra bodies. We have extra bodies you could put to work to help know, you with that, that as well. But uh, if you guys are going to do anything with the farm, you're either going to want to get it, get it started fairly immediately Oh, you're going to want to wait about a week to do it because uh, the harvest is coming up this moon day and it's going to be real, as they'd say, out the shackles, all hands on deck trying to get that all taken care of, especially if we got the weather keeps up like this. Uh, hopefully we've got better part of a week for it to clear up, which uh, reminds me, are you lot going to be around for the harvest? Are you going to be helping out? It'd be a pretty good way to make a good impression on the locals. I'd imagine we would be here. We've got a lot of stuff around here to take care of right now. I don't I know, know a lot all, about but... uh, what uh, what it all entails, but I can carry things, and if people tell me what to do, we can get well, it done. Good news. Harvesting ain't hard. Running a farm, getting the crops out right, and making sure you got good soil, that's all the work. Well, that's all the uh, the thinking, rather. All the work is bringing the crop in, getting it sorted, and getting it prepared to ship off around the county. And uh, Taldor, as, a, as it may be, this is the one time we actually produce enough to be able to, well, make about the money the town makes each year. So, as long as you're willing to help out, it's about three days of work, and it's work. But again, the whole town's going to be working the fields and it's a good way to let the common folk here see that, well, you don't think you're above them. It sounds like a good idea to me. Uh, as far as what to fix first, would, it, in your opinion, is it better to straight up the farms after the harvest once everything's out 
so that to put the new soil and pull everything then to get ready for the next? Well, from my understanding, the main business this foreman's going to be doing is expansion. He knows his right. We're going to be looking to help them use parts of the field they can't take good advantage of already and expand out a bit further with this kind of marshy nonsense you got going around <laughs> stockies. Uh, I believe the concern has been in the way. It's not going to mess with the crops as they are, but us trying to do that at the same time as y'all are trying to harvest them is going to be right. a difficult task. So we're going to want to either do it before or after. And since that's happening, if it's moon day, it's six days from now. We're going to want to get started now if that's what you're after. But it should only take us a couple days to get the proper farm improvements done. I estimate four or five days for the farms, four or five days to fix the roads and homes. Building that market square is going to take us maybe a bit more in a week. And if you want us to go get supplies to put a public house together, I don't... I mean, I've started on some uh, very simple stuff, but didn't want to put a lot of work into blueprinting out a whole building without, first of all, your input, and second of all, knowing it was going to something. Why don't we start with the roads first? Because will that not help the help bringing in the harvest to the mill? That is a pretty good idea. And Nora says, yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, not all of it's going to get ground immediately, but... But just the roads in general, and bringing in... things out of stockies, exactly. Uh, we rent in a couple of wagons to try and get a lot of our crop out also from Pensar. I believe from you guys, as it may be, and the guy just kind of nods. I'm familiar. Says, yeah, that, that would help us out a lot. It could even save some of the time of us trying to get it shipped out. If we were going for the public house... Since you'd have to make a trip for supplies anyway, if we had an item to sell for the funds for those supplies, could you take that and see if that could cover it? I mean, yeah. one of us could ride on a horse over there. Mm, I right ain't with the business of pawning goods, but uh, you're welcome to ride along with us and, and turn down to the coin and... Pensaris, I, I believe you're good for it. I don't think you're trying to pull the wool over my eyes here. We could, I, I mean, we could very easily go to Pensaris and sell these or to Lothidar. Uh, one of us on the day's ride and bring the coin back. And, uh, Piscom speaks up again. Well, you're going to want to be here in a couple days seeing as it's, uh, Oath Day, the Baron said he's coming down, and that's right. two days from now. So... Sounds like you're going to be hanging out for a bit. We got the Baron coming to visit in two days. And if you want to help out with the mm -hmm. harvest, start next week. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be wanting to get too far from home. We can go and check the and deal with the pump house. This sounds we'll like a fantastic here. idea. And what would the mill be input up and them seeing the work that's going into the town here and all these fine men spend the last few days measuring up everyone's living rooms trying to figure out how they can fix the roof. I'd like to hope people are starting to come around to you. Maybe you can uh, ask one of the guys about around the barges. That sounds like a great idea. So why don't we start with the roads and the houses so that we're out of the way for the harvest. And then after the harvest is over, we can expand the fields and start on the marketplace and then follow it up with the inn. And the foreman nods is, is that what we agreed? Uh, other opinions or uh, sounds like it. that sounds pretty good to me do we not want to start on the roads and the inn now 
The inn will take the longest, and it may get some pretty good use out of it. The inn will certainly take the longest, and I think possibly having the roads to get to it might do you a little better before we actually put the building itself up. We should definitely do these in the order from shortest to longest. Right. Well, your shortest, you're going to be fixing up the farms and fixing up the roads. So, sounds like it makes the most sense. We start by pulling stumps and breaking rocks and expand the usable farmland out to the south. Get that out of the way before the harvest starts. And then we'll be working on the roads while you guys are pulling the crop in. And then ha hopefully have enough for the roads patched when we start bringing the crops in that the roads won't be too much of a hindrance. And then just... Then we can, if if you'd rather do the end first and end with the uh, end with the stalls, we could do that as well. Oh, well I we feel can like make the marketplace those, would be better first. We can make those decisions uh, as we get going, but it sounds like, and especially because uh, at a certain point, I'm going to have to start asking you to pay us just to keep us on retainer here if we ain't doing mm -hmm. nothing. We got to make a decision on what we're starting on now. So you get. Me and my boys, some work today. I ain't gonna charge you for the time. They'll keep it on Baron to Carry's dime, and we'll get working on something for you. Farms? Are we yeah. everybody okay with that? I mean, Farms? I'm leaning more towards roads, but. I'm kind of leaning roads as well. Okay. Roads first, then farms. Roads first, then farms. Sounds what good do you to think, me. Dara? Is, I mean, expanding I the farms isn't going to... Help you with make, the harvest. Yeah, is it going to yeah. make a difference until the yeah. next harvest, really? So, yeah. Roads roads first, then farms after the harvest. Yeah. And then pump house, because by then it'll be clear. We'll start Increase it up on tomorrow. speed of transfer and then your capacity. Mm -hmm. You'll see my men in the morning around, starting to fill in the holes, smooth over the roads, and... And when we get the time mm -hmm. and the permission, starting to work on patching up some of these roofs and walls. And we should be, uh, as well, we have um, hired on some help from outside of Lothidar <coughs> to come down. And uh, uh, when it is time to go back out to see about fixing the bridge, we've hired some armed men to keep watch. Oh. So there shouldn't be any more giant snake problems. And both the foremen just kind of look uh, at their drinks for a moment. He nods. We're very well, sorry I... for your loss. It's wasn't your fault. And it's had just to... speaking on this subject. Um, were there any Abadarn acolytes that came through recently? He just they kind of like I said, we've been real busy uh, working on this. I haven't been paying much attention to who goes through. And uh, Anora kind of thanks, strokes your champion, and then nods. Oh, uh, Abadar, that's the, uh, they got the white and gold robes, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. pair of them came through, must have been night before last. Wasn't too long ago. Uh, said they was on a pilgrimage. Ah. It's not super uncommon. They uh, the, the church does that. Oh. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh no. How late is it? How late? <laughs> it's uh late. It's like afternoon. It's not night. Yeah, we're we're I, going immediately. We're uh, going the, immediately. Yeah, the, the canyon. Foreman kind of likes you guys. Like, what's uh, what's going on? And uh, 
They go to the canyon to worship. It used to be all mine. His eyes just kind of get wide. I forgot. I didn't know the history, but... Hopefully the snake is still digesting. We've got to go now. No, Pyscom <laughs> stands up and says, like, yeah, we got, yeah, you got to go now. Good now. They've been, ugh. I didn't even think nothing of it. This, she scrubs your temples. It's, it's fine, Anora, it's fine. And to, it's not your fault. We just There's gotta go. Plate. We gotta yeah. go. It's As so, we're going we out it. the front door, I'm gonna say if a dude in plate mail shows up, send him to the bridge. <laughs> just it, just uh, in case. Okay. Please. For much respect, guys. <laughs> and Dude and Playmail shows up, sitting that way. And so you guys realizing the same thing that she has realized that we might have a problem here. <laughs> Make your way uh, very quickly back on your horses and further out. Smack the flanks of them horses and be like, horse make tracks. To the Go. west uh, as, as quick as possible out to the Gold Double Canyon a couple miles away. And you're going to get there fairly close to sundown. So it's going to be getting dark. You guys are going to have to light up lamps and uh, and cast light spells. Your light spells, etc. to shine your way as you go. But as you arrive at the canyon up here on the eastern embankment, what's the plan, friendos? Get your weapons ready and look around to roll that perception and try to find any signs of there being people here. Boy, I really didn't want to do this at night, but here we are. This is the absolute opposite of what I wanted. <laughs> well, well, I guess let's start with some perception rolls. Well, rolling perception sounds like it's a uh, pretty good start here. That sounds like something you should probably do. And we got a 21, a 27, a 30. Some pretty spicy rolls you got there. A 19. Uh, 24. These are all pretty good. We are detectives this evening. As all of you look down, it's dark and you're looking down into a canyon uh, pretty far beyond the light of your lamps. You don't immediately see anything out of the ordinary. You're gonna have to climb down there if you want to take a look. And that's down what we, we go. To do. Uh, okay. Cast light on a rock light. and throw it down. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, you can certainly do that. Yeah, that's a thing. That's not a bad idea, actually. So you we do cast that? light on a. Yeah, you can absolutely do that. So yep. you lose the light spell on yourself until you cast it again. But you can yeah. cast light onto a tiny little rock and just. Loop it down. down. The Here is a tiny little rock. Let me make it radiate light. And let me bring it over here. Here's your little light rock. And you toss this little thing down into the canyon. And I mean, it's pretty easy for you to land it near or into the actual water, whichever it is you're laying through, because you're shooting. You're throwing kind of straight down, so that's that's pretty easy. <laughs> you throw it down. It's also a canyon. Yeah, you drop it as much as you throw it. You drop the body down there, too? Not as lot. Splashes into the uh, the river, the kind of little stream running around the yeah. bottom. 
And then you look down there with your perceptions, your 27s and your 30s. And Nell and Dara. There is definitely something very large coiled up underneath the waters of the stream. I'm gonna draw my bow. I'm gonna notify the other people in our group. Yeah. Definitely it's underwater, definitely and it's a pretty decent distance, and you're not positive if you're just seeing things, but there's a big dark shape in that water. And you know what that means. It means cliffhanger. It means cliffhanger, my dude. For two weeks! <laughs> because it is about time for us to end this session here. So we're going to have to wait until the next episode of the Two Perception Show for us to head down to this canyon and see what's going on with what is possibly a giant angry snake what is possibly something completely unrelated what is possibly just some weird dark shapes in the water playing tricks on our eyes <laughs> i like doing this thing where people roll really really high perception checks see things that aren't even what they're looking for but you got a 30 perception you see everything there's something in the water might be a log you just didn't really see last time that flow that rolled down here but we will find out, unfortunately, not next week, as that Monday is Christmas Eve, but on the week after next. We are going to be here at twitch.tv slash officialpaizo or your local podcasting network of choice, if you are just listening, to kick off the new year with whatever's at the bottom of the canyon. Wow. That session today. I... <sighs> Don't think that we've ever had a 